And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning, two and three. With Morocco, Seth, and Mando. Tune in live at 10 30. And it's all on the road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GMGM Rock Radio Yo, 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 what up, what up? Good morning, good morning, GMG Tuesday, December 27th, 2022 Look at that, another beautiful day to have a beautiful day The sun is shining, well, behind the clouds, but I'm sure it's shining Uh, In Montreal, Canada so freezing cold till you know holiday season, overeating, but you know watching a bunch of movies and vibing. I got my co-host in the house, <laughs> Osef Mando. What's up, y'all? GM, GM guys, what's up? What are you guys up to? This? Yeah, uh, how was the uh, Ovi? How was the uh, how was the boat ride yesterday? You know, we actually didn't end up going <laughs> because it was we 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 went all the way to do it and everything, and oh. it started raining. So oh. like the rain was pretty bad. So then we just basically had to call it quits. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, no! Disaster! Disaster! That's that's awful, yeah. man. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry to hear about that, <laughs> Mando. How's, how's your holiday going? Chill. Back in Lisbon. Um, beautiful day again. It's good. Life's good. Still, still no, still no road cable. That one's gone into the ether. No. Not gonna get that for at least a week. Yeah, Ovi. I think at this rate, you know, finding one over there is gonna take Mando maybe another quarter. Yeah, I think I'm not sure they don't sell electrical goods there, right? So, I'm not sure either. Uh, it's really weird. I don't, I don't know if um, how easily obtainable it is, but um, yeah, it must be a grail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we actually uh, we just use candles over here. There are no lights. Yeah, well, maybe you can try and do one of those things. You know, these like life hacks where like you put a potato and then you put a, a coin and you put both sides like the plus, the negative, the positive, and you make like a, your own electricity. Like maybe you can try and do that yeah. to power your roadcaster. Yeah, I'm gonna shove a potato in my roadcaster and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> At this stage, bro, uh, I think we're gonna have to try anything. Uh, Golden, we missed you yesterday morning. What's up, GM? Happy holidays. GM, yeah, I had a day off. It was wonderful. I was like, should I go? No, I'm not going. I'm just going <laughs> to take that. <laughs> I mean, for you, it's too early. Like the 1030, like honestly, it was a vibe like on holiday period, like 10, 10. Yeah, at least I get to sleep in and stuff and go do the, the show. But it, it's tough. You're you're on the West Coast. So I would not want to yeah. do it at 7.30. It's different out here. It's different. Simon feels my pain. Yeah. No, I, I feel your pain, man. Yeah, it felt knows. so good to sleep in. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I, I popped on. I looked briefly yesterday. No, I'm like, wait, sleep. They're, they're talking on space? No, I'm going back. Yeah, that. you should. <laughs> you, you, you guys, we get it. You, there's enough of that. Even last night, same, 8 p.m. I didn't want to host the night show. I was like, you know what? I, I'm not doing it. I don't feel like it. I want to stay in bed and watch Glass Onion. But it was great. I love the movie. Uh, I've been watching a lot of movies uh, in this period. <laughs> I, give it, I give it like a six. It was, a, it was At least it had me listening the whole time. You know, a lot of movies have me on my phone, on Twitter. Amanda, Osef, you guys watch any Christmas movies over this period? 
I watched there's some I watched one Christmas film which is some new one on Netflix with Lindsay Lohan it was really shit I watched that and too <laughs> you have it was to watch so, shit it one. was so bad yeah <laughs> but it was like it wasn't so bad that it was good it was just really bad um so yeah what like, you hating on Lindsay Lohan bro come on man <laughs> why you I don't I don't hate her I'm just saying the film was shit um, <laughs> there hasn't really been a good Christmas film since like I don't know like now Die they're scattered. Hard. Now they're scattered. Since, there hasn't been a good Christmas movie since Die Hard. Yeah, that's facts. But you know Love what? A- well, Love, Love Actually, actually is pretty Love good. Actually Love is Actually is my favorite solid, Christmas say. movie. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it tonight. Uh, Love Actually is very good. Yeah, Love Actually is 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 uh, by far uh, one of the biggest uh, classics when it comes to uh, when it comes it to actually, Christmas movies. It stand, Love Actually is so good. It stands. On its own two legs, yeah. absent of it being a Christmas film, I think it's just a good film. Yeah, it that, it is it. It is it. Mando, you watch any movies? You were out there at the beach, though. You, I, I wouldn't watch any movies either. I started watching <laughs> The Glass Onion and then and then stopped. Um, I watched Home Alone too, which is it's like my favorite classic movie. Classic. Yeah. Um, I was watching. I watched that a couple of days before Christmas. I love that. That's going to be one of the questions. I mean, today on the show, you know, we have the Ape Coin Dow. You know, uh, it's a special today. So in about twenty minutes, I'm going to bring up. You know. Uh, Vera the Ape, the Gentleman NFT, Jerry, Bordy G. If Herb is around, definitely invited to come through as well. But the five people that are running for the special council elections, the ApeCoin DAO. So today is actually election day, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be covering. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be covering, of course, this, and we're going to be asking questions. But one of the most important questions going to ask you all today is what your favorite Christmas movie was, because that will definitely determine if you should be getting the ApeCoin. Uh, allocated to you as a uh, as uh, as someone runs for accounts. But anyways, today on the show as usual, macro and NFT daily summary. NFT market is closing strong. I mean, the pudgies are hot. The tabs revealed. Utes are going to be bridging the polygon. We shortly talked about it yesterday, but thought maybe I'd add it today in case we have any other um, thoughts on stage. Uh, and uh, anyways, a lot of things are doing great. I'm looking at the DJ's um, board right now, and so things are you know wow, a lot of green and some double-digit green numbers. So you'll have to see it for some collections. Uh, and then, of course, like I was just saying, ApeCoin DAO special collect, uh, council elections are, are, are happening. It, the vote ends tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if I'm not mistaken, on the 28th. So figure we'd have them today, the day before, for uh, people who are interested in the ecosystem to come and hear them out. But also, I think it's an interesting conversation around DAOs and how they can also bring value uh, you know, to to the holders uh, of a collection, to set collection as well. So just like overall, it's gonna be a good conversation. We have some some good guests coming on. Of course, is the people that are running for for the council. So we'll be shooting some questions back and forth. And of course, as usual, you know, I must protect the bags of my co-hosts, Osef and Mando. I am the protector of uh, of their 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 net worth. And so we need to make sure that the right questions are asked and and answered. Of course. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think I'm gonna have to play the Fed uh, thing earlier than than usual. Well, it's less uh, about show. man though. It's man of the future kids. It's yeah. Kids listen, like, listen, I saw that little girl, and she's so precious. So we need to protect her at all costs. You know, Mando, I'm doing this for the family. Um, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I'm not gonna comment on that. <laughs> Anyways, I think we should get right into it. Daily market report. Brought to you by Rug Radio. Joseph, what's the word? Yeah, hey, morning, guys. There isn't really a whole lot to report. Markets were obviously shut yesterday and um, over the weekend, over Christmas. I think US equities are now open today, but Europe is closed. It looks like NASDAQ is down 1%. 
the S&P 500 is basically unchanged. So we are seeing a little bit of a sell-off. There's been a big movement in interest rates. I can't tell if that happened today or if that happened on Friday, but it looks like 10-year is now up to 3.8%. So that's a pretty big move. Oil is also back above 80 as well. So that's kind of low-key been, been rising. So those things are not really that great. Um, and in crypto, it seems like we've just been stuck in this range for ages. Like Bitcoin's at 16.8. Ether's just above 12K. And we haven't really... Um, 12K, I wish. I fucking wish it was 12K. <laughs> just above 1,200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, you know what? You're manifesting- one day, man. One day. One day I'll be saying that. <laughs> you know what? You are a pretty powerful manifester if, from what I understand. You know, Mando was explaining to me yesterday on the show the story of you being the luckiest person alive. And so, <laughs> and so you know what? Like, I'll take that. Oh god, um, yeah. ETH and Bitcoin have barely moved. Um, I think most of the altcoins have stayed re- relatively stable. I think it's interesting to see that ApeCoin has actually been holding up okay. Like it's been after that initial drop, it's been around three point five, three point six, with the staking yields. I think still north of two hundred percent if you own an ape or, or a mutant. So um, that's been actually going okay for stakers so far. I think, and that's pretty much it. I think the next big piece of data we get is going to be payrolls which won't be until not this Friday, but next Friday. I think that will be an important number. Um, but for now, I think it's just kind of uh, still pretty much in holiday mode, I would say. Do, is there still hope for the Santa rally, Ovi? Is uh, it, or for Santa 2023, Claus maybe. Already... <laughs> for 2023, yeah. Or Santa Claus already came and left. Um, <laughs> I think I think if you get if you get a weak payrolls number and if you get a weak payrolls number next week on on Friday, um, that I think is a good case for uh, for a market rally. I think so. That's because that when, will also be on the thirtieth. Is that is that no no, is? no 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 no? It's on the fifth fifth of uh, oh 5th of next January. Friday. Okay, yeah, got it. Next got it. Friday, yeah. Friday six actually six of January. Six. Yeah. Friday yeah. six. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that's a yeah that's definitely a case for a market rally if we get a weak payrolls number. I got it. Got it. Okay. So ETH is looking at 1212 right now. Bitcoin 16.8, Matic about 81. So it's still around 10 bucks. Um, you know, and so this is where we're at in terms of these numbers. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I guess, um, it is what it is, Ovi. We'll see. There you go. Sorry. Call came in. Anyways, let's talk about our favorite thing because there's a lot of moving on that front. And that is NFTs. Oh, where's it? There? Can you dig it? Yeah, GM guys, it's still a pretty decent little period here for um for NFTs. You're seeing um well, I think across the board suffers up about another five to ten percent this week. Board apes now at seventy six. We had the tabs reveal, which which hopefully went very well for people. Um Alien Queen I think absolutely crushed it. Um, but that's hanging out around a 0.2 floor. It was about 0.25 before um, pre-reveal. But um, yeah, a lot of, lot of uh, high sales there. I think a few of the one of ones went for like above 60. I think Spencer bought even a couple of them. Pudgy penguins. Pudgy penguins are about to flip doodles. It seems like um, they're now at six. Uh, they've just flipped clones. They're 6.2 ETH. Um, I haven't really seen much news other than there is obviously this expected platform which Luca Nets spoke about when he did Wrecked Radio with us the other day. Um, and then Mutant Hounds are up to one ETH. Um, uh, I don't think they've revealed yet, right? I think they're... No, they didn't still, reveal yet. Yeah, still I, a I couple of days before the, the collars actually yeah. reveal, which is going to be pretty decent. Um, and... Yeah, that's oh, Chromie Squiggles. A bunch of Squiggles traded again. They're up to 15th floor. Let's go! Which has been a decent move. And 
Yeah, look, that looks about it. Oh, and Renga. Renga, Renga was another yeah. one. Just that, just that all the all the solid projects seem to be doing well into the back. Every of the yeah. Hey, don't you forgot about my meme bits, bro? It's one percent. <laughs> you know, one percenter meme. Um, but uh, it's yeah. That's that's down there. It's like three seventy four. The pandas are doing good at twenty percent. The pandas are still popping at one point two. It was fun to have ice bags for anyone who missed the ice bag show. Go back on our Spotify and Apple and everything and find it there. Because uh, the conversation we had with him for like what thirty forty minutes, Obi, that was a good one uh, on Friday. He's that hilarious. Was, uh, He's yeah. fucking hilarious. I love that. That was a good show. He's funny, but at the same time, like there was a lot of like proper like life advice in there. You know, it was it was a good show. I had a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, Mando, the, love to see the Squiggles absolutely crush it right now. Uh, this is great, fifteenth. Uh, and I'm looking across the the. Um, Art blocks ecosystem right now. So Gazer is still 35 ETH. Um, Fidance is about 89. Uh, Meridian is still over 10. Uh, Ringer 65. And there's just a bunch of uh, your QQL is about 12 ETH. But the, the, the QQL mid pass actually is about 7 ETH. I'm curious about this one where it settles before people start going back into it. Because this, when, when you think about it, there's, you know, I don't know. It's still a, still this like reveal type of like uh, game. There's this game theory attached to it, anyways. I think it'll catch on next year. Um, construction tokens, so 10 ETH. Uh, and just a bunch of the different, you know, art block stuff doing good. But yeah, the Pudgy Penguins is, is absolutely insane. I mean, wow. I mean, I don't know if Ovi, Mando, you had any additional thoughts on that, but it's uh, it's definitely, uh, it's, it feels like it was like one of those that was like, you could see it happening. Even Mando, was it, it was yesterday, you were asking about the little Pudgies and I was explaining how like, I think it was like 0.4 or something. We're talking about how, you know, since that's a secondary and they have the rugs in there, uh, which is super funny. It's like a whole meme, the ecosystem, of course, but um, they were doing good. And then it was kind of like, I don't know, it feels like it was kind of due, right? For the for the, for the for the little pudgies to also follow up because it was like 12 little pudgies for a pudgy penguin yesterday morning. I think now it's still like 10 to 1, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to double check how much little pudgies are at, but it seems like it's something like that. Um, the hounds, yeah, it, they said soon, and then the, the other deals that just continue to go. Oh, isn't it tomorrow actually on the twenty eighth that we find out more about Trial Jiminy Monkey? I don't know if Mando or Seth, if you guys looked into that, or what you think this is going to be because it's, it's pretty exciting. I think uh, I'm really not surprised to see that move because Luca's just been like doing a ton of spaces for the last two weeks, and um, I think he's like something that I realize is people like to gravitate towards founders or maybe even individual people with regard to projects and he's done i think a really good job in the last few weeks of like building his own brand and personality and people feel like attached to that and he, he tells a really good story he has a very good story a strong story and i think he has a lot of interesting ideas for penguins that i don't think other projects are doing and it's not just like oh hey we're building a metaverse and we have a token and we're just going to sell you a hundred thousand more nfts and all that all that kind of crap like it, it is actually like maybe a niche or like some actual vision and ideas around the IP around, around penguins. And, and I think he tells a really impressive story. So like when you hear him speak, you're like, okay, wow, that's a good idea. And you're like, oh, wow, you you actually know what you're doing and you're, you're pretty ambitious and um, you know, you, you're, you're smart and creative and like, I want to be involved in this ecosystem. So it's not, it's not surprising to me that it rallied when he took over. It's not surprising to me that it's now at six ETH or whatever. And it's not surprising to me that they're going to take over some, something like doodles, I think, because, um, he's also like a web three native person who's in the space the whole time and, and talking about stuff. He feels like a real person. And I feel like some of these other projects 
where they've like raised all this money and stuff and there's not someone who's like on the ground speaking to people and interacting with people and like being upfront and honest about their opinions and, and what they're trying to do. It, they also often feel like black boxes. And, and I think, sorry to use doodles again as an example, but like that's, that's something that's come under a lot of fire because they never really communicate from their Twitter account and, and all that kind of stuff. And it just shows you, it makes a big difference because with Luca, people are like, okay, cool. I feel like I can trust this guy because the guy's literally visible every single day, just speaking honestly. And that's a big difference to the way I think other people communicate. I think, yeah, you're right. It's just people, it's, I, I'd love to see a stat. I know 9059 is busy doing some fam stuff and I love that, but I'd love to see if someone looked into how many of the buyers from the Penguins over the last few days have been people accumulating or people taken out of other ecosystems and into, you know, the Penguins or new participants, which I don't think it would be new participants or I, I think that would be the lower stat. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's people saying, well, because the average person, like, there's not a bunch of people that have just a bunch of different PFPs from different communities. A lot of people can only, like, get into one, right? And so I'm thinking if it's like, oh, hey, like, all right, I've had my doodle or I've had my clone or I've had this or I've had that and I want to, like, you know, catch the, the pudgy uh, penguins or be part of that community or catch this pop or whatever. I think it's, you know, probably a lot of people moving money around into the ecosystem. And also, they're, they're, they have some good holders. I mean, they've been... Their holders have just been accumulating across the entire ecosystem as well, from like the rugs to the to the little pudgies to the big pudgies and whatnot. So, it's been a crazy move uh, for them. It's six six plus ETH now. So, but not surprising. I think that's one of those. It's like okay, six ETH now. Oh, six point two, bro. Max pay. Yeah, uh. six point two, bro. It's uh, it was just two ETH, bro. They 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 hit four ETH. They had they had Pico top there, and then they went back down to two ETH. And then a lot of people were like, ah, and then just right there 3x in front of everybody's eyes in the next couple of months so it's um you know you can still like you know these Kaleo. signals are good fucking Kaleo. i mean kaleo has been fucking putting charts out there man shout out to kaleo he's been out there telling people you know <laughs> about the pudgy penguins so you know he <laughs> shout out to kaleo he's such a fun guy um and so yeah so there it is so yeah they'll put one tenth. anyways uh, yesterday also 2 p.m eastern standard time was another cool thing. It was. It felt good on the day after Christmas to get that little reveal on the tap side. Ovi Mando, how did? This, congrats on the smooth reveal. Uh, I I like to think it was quite successful, and it was a lot of fun for me to 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 go to my wallet and felt good. It, it's been a while, right? And be able to refresh and and see the and see the the tabs. How did how do you guys feel about him? I think it was a good reveal. You know, like it's yeah. um, Alien Queen so. Uh, she's just like so talented and I think it's cool like there's so many I find there's so many similar PFP projects out there where it's like a cute animal or this or that and um, I think different art styles have like PFPs obviously there's so many of them so it's like how can you make a PFP that people actually want and want to have and I think finding different art styles that don't already exist and aren't just like uh, a derivative or you know, taking elements from another thing, I think there's a, there's a place for that still. And her style, I think, is really unique that you can see in her one of ones or some of her additions. And um, it just worked really well for PFPs. Like she had, we have all these, she has all these characters, like a skull, an alien, a cat, or whatever. And it's super trippy. And I just think it works really well. But yeah, I think the real reveal went well. There were some one of ones that I did for, I think, the highest self that was nine ETH. Some wow. traded at six or seven ETH. Yeah, so pretty big sales out the gates. And um, I think the floor's held in at like 0.18 or 0.19, which is um, a little bit lower than where it was pre-reveal, but um, you know, still, I guess, decent for a free mint. 
Ovi, I thought it's so awesome how she did uh, one of ones for yours and you did it for hers. Like, yeah, great job, great yeah. job around. And if you, if you guys didn't see Belfort's post, I mean, congrats to Belfort on the one of one. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I actually got the metadata wrong for that one of one, so it it didn't read as a one of one, and he didn't even know it was a one of one. And then I think Dee's was like, "Dude, this is a one of one." And he DM'd me. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, we fucked up the metadata for it. So I didn't know if he would have, like, sold it for, like, I guess. I know. I would have felt oh. so bad if that happened. <laughs> I, felt, I, I literally would have bought it back for him. <laughs> it would have felt uh, so bad. Thank God. But, dude, found in a truly – dude, let me pin that. It's so cool. I'm posting four of my favorites. I, I sent you some. Like, you know, the, I have the one with the wrecked and the skull that match. Dude, it's so crazy. Not going to lie. Like, you guys crushed the art on these. Like, oh, man. They're cool. They're cool. I, and I like that. It, it's cool the amount it settled that, right? It's what, 7,700? I know Mandu sent us a little message yeah. internally, but that was that was yeah. good. What, 70% uh, minted, uh, free mint? You know, pretty, pretty successful if you ask me. Yeah, I think so. I think it's interesting because when we did it with the wrecked guy, we had ended up having like 8,800 mints, but we had like a public raffle of 1,000. Um, so... We expected that mint to be higher. I think this one we found out that like, because most of the mints went to DJ and Zaxxas pass holders, right? And there's 7,200 of them, but it turns out only like 3,600 of them actually minted. So half of those access passes, I think, just must be like dead wallets of people who own DJs and don't even realize they've got this access pass thing. So it was interesting to see that number um, for us, I think. Interesting. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I just posted four of my favorites. I have a lot. So you guys should go check out my wallet. But I posted four of my faves that, that I minted. I think that that skull one's too hard. I also just pinned it. You guys will see it. But Mando, do you have any? any uh, I don't know if you, you're around, but if you had any thoughts on on and everything and tabs as a whole, like what are some uh, what are some uh, key takeaways from it? Because maybe some people could uh, could hear it. You know, drop in December right now is is it's obviously tougher, but you guys did really well. Yeah, look, it took a lot long time to do it all. We just had a lot of fun doing it, and it obviously it just like spawned from us originally doing Rekai all together. Um, and we we just thought it would be it would be so good doing Alien Queen one. I think the art's really really cool. I think um, may, maybe with time we can do some fun stuff with it as well. Um, it's still a what if sort of roadmap. We have no we have no plans, but um, we're just going to enjoy it. See how the community forms over the next over the next few weeks, and then see see where we end up. Hell yeah! I'm trying to look through the volumes and such. Well, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's about. What do you guys do? Like a thousand? What is it? Twelve? Five, a thousand ETH almost in, in in volume? It's pretty solid right now too. Um, free mint. A lot of people are happy about them too. I love to see it. So check it out. Tabs. That's uh. That is uh. That was another cool thing this weekend. I think it was hella hype. I just posted them. There you go. Freaking love these things. Fire. I think on the NFT side of things, y'all. It's it's we've pretty much like gone through it all. It's been quite a busy weekend of course like there's still this whole conversation around the gods and mutes and and you know ethan polygon solana all that stuff going around on the timeline uh it seems mando from yesterday that we talked about it um you know it's 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 getting it's still it's pretty heated it's pretty heated on the timeline right now uh in this holiday season um a lot of people are unhappy a lot of people are happy but there's a lot of a lot of a lot of back and forth banter on that i mean ovi i didn't get to ask you yesterday but did you what were your thoughts originally on on, on this move yeah, I saw that. I think uh, I kind of have mixed feelings for it. Like, I think it's good for the project to not be on Solana. No, no disrespect to Solana, but um, the biggest projects are ultimately on ETH. 
The Polygon thing I think was interesting. We've obviously seen a lot of big brands start to use Polygon. We know that they have a big biz dev push and they've probably paid out some good money to, to get some of these brands and, and, and big people using the platform, which um, is interesting, I think. Like I actually, I used to feel like this was a big plus point for Polygon. Now I'm wondering whether it's like necessarily the right move, um, but maybe it is. It's just a huge, it's obviously a huge, huge marketing spend for them to get big players on their platform. And then the question is like, is that going to result in more and more people using it? And I think with regard to collecting, the thing is, if you're someone who really cares about like the purity of what you're collecting and you care about the prestige and all that kind of stuff, which a lot of people do, like that's why you collect things. I think ETH level one will always be the highest in terms of prestige ranking. But some projects, I guess people don't collect necessarily for prestige and whether it's because you're farming dust or staking ape or whatever it is, like, I think those people don't really care. They just care about the money and care about whatever utility they're getting. So um, maybe it makes sense. I don't know, but it's definitely an interesting move by them, I would say. I'm fascinated by it too. It's like, it goes like, what's more important at the end of the day? Is it the brand or is it going to be the chain it's on? And at the end of the day, like it's a ballsy move by them for sure. What I think is really interesting to see play out though in the, in the coming days is like, and weeks it's, it's about keeping in the forefront and people are talking about it. And now it's like, you know, we're in an attention economy right now and you can always stay at the forefront by making moves like this. And every play is a marketing play. I'm really intrigued to see how it plays out long-term. But I mean, I think doing nothing would have been worse than at least trying. I mean, you can always go back if things don't work. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see it play out. And this is coming from someone that has no exposure. I I just take a little bit of an issue with that slightly. Like I, I don't necessarily agree that NFT projects should just be seen as attention economy products. Like I've seen I've seen this said a lot that like it does a really good job of grabbing the attention. But then you do kind of get yourself into a spiral of having to like create more sensational stuff or continue to create attention i think that's that makes me feel like it's more you need to create that sort of level of um, hype or or attention grabbing stuff and that's always gonna have diminishing returns over time so i don't necessarily agree with the idea that nfts are you should just be trying to grab the attention all the time i'm with you 100 percent on that like i don't think they will be long term and i think we're moving away from it I think just kind of where we're currently at, like even things that are actually building solid products, like the people have short attention spans right now. And how do you stay at the forefront? And like, trust me, I, I want it to be completely not about that. But I think we're just slowly moving in that direction as we mature. I think attention like also is is like the DGEN's like formula. Like we love that hot potato, like what's on right now in your face type of thing, you know? I know, I know that's exactly what it, but I feel like that's what it was like last year. Whereas I feel like that's how a lot of people got caught up getting destroyed. And also it's just, you can just tell from like as a project founder, if it becomes about just attention, the attention economy the whole time, then you're just going to naturally try and ramp it up, have to create more sensationalist stuff each time. And I've just noticed that that's been said a lot about one of the good things about that, that project and i think there's a lot of really good things about use d gods but i wouldn't say grabbing attention should be seen as something which is like sustainable or really great i yeah it's i think it's a it's a balance right because in the space you are doing the whole open building thing so you have to balance uh the perfect amount of like expectations that are put out there and what you're putting out and, and what you're putting on and uh 
and but you have to obviously the market is smarter now and you have to focus on actually constantly delivering now that they've made this move i mean they're about to make they're gonna make it right uh to announce all that stuff and there was a space with sandeep yesterday and ryan some other polygon folks and and i think now they have no choice but to actually like um you know build everything they're talking about and it seems like they're gonna be doing a lot of stuff so uh, I'm curious to see um, what uh, what's going to come out of it. It was interesting to hear Sandeep's thoughts uh, and and Ryan. I mean, Ryan, of course, Fuez as usual is like pretty, pretty. You know, he he speaks well and, and he means well too. But he he has he he's smart, right? So he knows what he's talking about and he's trying to bring this more native Web three community to Polygon. Of course, we've seen like the whole Starbucks Nike all that stuff. And yeah, I understand like you know they, it's part of a bigger incubation process and whatnot, which is dope. But you you won't go very far. And I was talking to with Mando about that this morning before the show. And I was, my thoughts are really just like you. You know, obviously, like now we're seeing blockchains that are going to try and sign people to them, you know, or sign them or like bring them onto it, right? Like, but it's just like football, it's like any sport, right? Like signing the the players and whatnot. You know, that this is chatter that's been going on forever behind the scenes with a lot of blockchains, a lot of people. They approach, they pro, that's normal. It's just, I mean, it's business, you know. Uh, and and so you can't blame them for trying, right? And, and if anything, you know, the Polygon got a good one because they managed to get a lot of attention to them. Uh, probably the most they've had in the wild for on the NFT side, right? Even though, yeah, they do the little trumps and this stuff, but that's nothing. That's like, whatever. Like, you know, you need to have the core Web three community in in part of your blockchain ecosystem if you want to make it. It's and that's the truth. Like a lot of blockchains, in, when they come out now, NFTs are the four left, right, front, or center of everything, because NFTs are the best way to like to get people to adopt your your fucking chain, and everything you're doing. So, so it, it was strong on the Polygon side. Uh, on the Frank and Degard side and Dust Labs and all that, we'll see what they do. I think Kevin's going to come this week, by the way, see you on the show, dude. so so we can chat with him because we don't hear much from Kevin. Right? You hear a lot of Frank, but it would be really fun to talk to Kevin, who's a CEO. But it's uh, we'll see where this goes. It, it's interesting. I think this is cool that they're doing it and doing it. One of the first people to do it at that caliber because let's see if it works. You know, let's see, and then we'll see what it leads to uh, with more of them. You know. Um, it's interesting. It's I mean, it's it's very interesting. And by the way, there's big brands, big companies coming to the space and trying to get projects to mint with them. Like this is let me tell you, this is like not the first time last time y'all are gonna see this in the audience. It's it's very common. Uh it's the conversations are very normal. Uh but in 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 you know, that's just how it is. Ben, GM, I'm gonna go to you. Maybe I don't know if you have some thoughts or you wanna say anything. I love this PFP, but it's super cute. And in the meantime, if Vera, the uh Jerry Board AG and if Herb's here too, if y'all want to request to speak so I can bring you up at least and we can set the stage with Ben, what's up, GM? Hello, 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 Noel. Glad hello, Noel. <laughs> Joyeux Noel. Happy holidays, good? Ben. We're great. How are you feeling? I am very well, thank you. I've just been uh, listening, enjoying a couple of days off, and I kind of I kind of go in for on this whole because I've been listening in the background and Living in the UK, I also catch the like the real degen hours of uh, of other shows. So I kind of catch Thread Guy when he's at his absolute devastatingly best, <laughs> and and I and I hear people talking about it. And I I actually do think this is like a really big attention play. Like of I don't, and and I also think uh, I think it's a really really bold move. But this is what Frank does. Like this is just his. This is his um mo like he just, it's working he's great yeah yeah and he pulls attention in and and i imagine he'll make it work and then i imagine he'll do something else equally as crazy that will have us all talking about him again and mm-hmm. again and again because he's really good at doing it so it's kind of where i'm at with it 
No, that, that's it. And that's it. And when you think about it, like what they're doing on Polygon here is you see this as a sport and they're they're signing people and they just signed Frank and his whole followers and his the holders of the project. Some go and some are going to come in. I've seen people. I like, I like the idea as well of the fact that Polygon have basically spent the last six months signing brands and brands where you can launch new products or you can have new experiences. And this is the first I guess PFP. That and they got a good over. pitch now, Ben, right? Yeah. You know, the pitch deck is nice. We've there launched Starmog. We've launched. <laughs> well, <laughs> and also, <laughs> yeah, but, but also now how, think about if you were Frank and you had those two or you had that one PFP project that you brought over. Think about now how you could look to like build your utility around all of these brands that are coming in on the same uh, blockchain. Like, I think that's something that perhaps people have overlooked is that he now has, He's got the pick of them for for a while. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's it's working pretty well. This is some good takes, and I'm sure I have a feeling it's not the last time y'all gonna hear about this topic. And I'm pretty sure it's gonna be all week long, especially in the holidays. There's, there's not much, but you know, it's it's definitely gonna be a big topic of conversation. But if you want to hear directly from from them, yesterday uh, Frank did a host of space with Sandeep, and I was on there. Sobi was on there. I think Gabriel Layden came up. We had Ryan Wyatt, that was our CEO of Polygon Studios, and then also Hamza was like the head of Polygon DeFi, and Sandeep was the founder. Uh, but you guys should definitely listen back because I, I got to ask them directly, like, "Hey, Sandeep, like, why did you do that?" And I asked Frank same thing, "Why did you do that?" And then we got answers from the both of them. So it's good to hear from them too, because you know people on Twitter like to make assumptions and say. Th- you know, say or give their opinions, but the thing is, like a lot of the time, like it's good to hear it from the people directly, um, so that we can, you know, uh, and then we can draw conclusions out of that. But it was interesting spaces, honestly. Uh, it was actually we got to really talk to Sandeep about what we thought the problems were with Polygon and on the NFT front of things, like marketplaces. That's that's definitely lacking. Uh, you know, the bridging problem. I mean, it's so long. It's, we all know it's a headache, right? But they're working all that, and they got a lot of cool stuff coming. So if you're curious about it, whether you like Polygon or not, just should go listen. Uh, it was a good one. But anyways, anyways, we do have a special show today. We have four special guests this morning. You just like one guest out of time. But we have four special guests uh, right now on the stage because we are joined by Vera the Ape. We're joined by Board Ape G, NFT Jerry, and Decentraland uh, as they are four of the five final- finalists for the ApeCoin DAO Special Council Elections. That are taking place at the moment. Uh, you can go to apecoin.com and you can probably see at the top. It says like um, it's literally on the website. You can go to uh, proposals, and then it's the last one. It's the only active uh, voting right now. And uh, and karaoke is the first competition, <laughs> dude. This is about to be the Olympics, the Twitter Spaces Olympics. We have a number, <laughs> and uh, and so four of the five people, and of course three out of them. So it's uh, three out of them will make it uh, to the council as three people originally had stepped down. And so that's why the elections were four. You had a first round that ended on the 22nd, and we're now in the final round that ends tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's Wednesday, on Dece- Wednesday December 28th. So GM to all y'all, uh, thanks for coming today. We figure out on short turnaround we'd make this happen. to, Because, I mean, you know, you all have ideas and, you know, you're all pretty smart. And so I'm sure, and you care about this and you made it to the final. And I feel like there was no stage yet set for you guys to come and speak and i see a lot of tweets and this and that and blah, blah, blah. but you know we want to ask questions directly it's so much easier uh for everyone uh mando Ovi, of course we're gonna we're gonna tag team this one we have a few questions uh for uh to for um 
to go through, but uh, I guess I'll go around and just little little intro, you know, short intro, uh, who you are, you know, what you do in the space or not. I think it's interesting to know what your background is, and uh, and then we'll start from there. So Vera, GM, how you doing? Oh wait, hold on, I think we rugged. Uh oh. Oh, oh, there you go. Yes, GM. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Frog, for um, providing this stage and having us here. And I really, really appreciate everyone's time. Um, so I'm Vera. Uh, I'm a community builder. I'm founder of Board Chile Community. Um, it's a community grow based on the BYC community for about 500 members and um, hosting events uh, and a podcast. Um, uh, I, my technical background is um, I'm in the autonomous vehicle industry, um, had experience with a startup and um, building a product from the ground up. Um, and um, I'm a DAO contributor as well. Um, I was I participated DAO since uh, late 2020. Um, and and uh, also I'm an individual investor for, um, you know, uh, Web3 and DAO projects as well. Great meet everyone. Hell yeah! Great to meet you, and congrats for for obviously uh, making it this far. Because it, it, you guys, I mean, all y'all was that was a tight one at the top there, and it was it was impressive to see so many people go out and vote. So that was uh, that was pretty uh, that was pretty wild to watch. We followed it pretty closely here on the show, uh, and it was it was fun here on my. I'll just go by order of the how my screen is showing y'all, but I have Board Ape G. What's up? Hey GM GM Froke Mando Ovi. Good to hear from you guys again. Hey, good good to have you again, man. I guess we'll just do it again. Like, give us a little, you know, one liner, you know, intro yourself, your background. Yeah, of course. So, Board AG, been at Ape since a couple of weeks from Mint. Uh, you know, my platform really is simple for uh, ApeCoin DAO here. I'm just trying to operationalize the DAO, you know, do the, the unsexy work that we need to to build ApeCoin now to be something that can keep up with Yuga Labs. And that's really from my experience uh, and background as a chief financial officer for a healthcare system based in LA. So I have years of finance and accounting experience. I'm a CPA in Canada, shout out for Oak, right? And also a CPA of the US. And so bring that combined with my Web3 experience, uh, along with creating a DAO in Cayman Islands, similar to Ape Foundation. So putting that together, uh, love the opportunity to, to make a difference here on uh, the Ape Point Foundation. Love that. Hell yeah. Uh, Cayman Islands is definitely the way to go for DAOs, uh, especially right now. So good to see. By the way, just a reminder for everyone as I go to the next person, I just tweeted out the, the spaces again. And uh, so definitely uh, give it a share and uh, let's get some some more apes in there because, uh, you know, these, these elections are actually pretty uh, pretty important. You know, Ape Coin DAO is, uh, is pretty pretty big, actually. I was looking more into it. But the Gentryland, you're up next. What's up? Good morning. Who would have thought Guys. the Gentryland on a rug radio stage? <laughs> Uh, GM Web three. Oh, man, um, it's great to be back. I missed you guys. <laughs> oh, it's Seth Mando. It's been almost a year since I've seen you in person. Yeah, yeah, we saw Austin, you in, right? uh, in Austin. Time. Yeah, yeah. It's a Christmas miracle. We'll have to run it back <laughs> in a few months. <laughs> Fucking Simon, <laughs> the gentleman. Give us a little background, a little you know, one lighter on yourself. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So uh, started my career at Goldman Sachs Investment Banking uh, for almost two years out of college. Uh, transitioned to Sony Music, where I led a small team of analysts on the strategy and business development team, mostly focused on emerging technologies, which really just means Web3, Metaverse, and NFTs. And about three or four months ago, joined Horizon Labs Ventures, uh, leading their Metaverse strategy. 
So that's largely focused on the other side, both our own portfolio and then developing infrastructure around it. Uh, and then half my job is uh, advising some of the biggest DAOs in the space. Uh, right now I'm working on a top five metaverse DAO and trying to leverage some of the pain points that I've noticed with ApeCoin to optimize their structure and, and then hopefully vice versa. Hell yeah. Thank you for the thank you for the for the intro. And then last but not least, we have NFT Jerry. What's up, GM? Oh, maybe not coming across yet. Try I hope he's not wrong. Hold on, let's see. Let's give it a second here. Let's give it a second. Good old Twitter spaces. Damn it. Oh, I see you on mute now. Oh, we're not hearing you. Yeah, maybe leaving come back. Let's give it a second. Uh, oh, I think. J6 actually added the elevator music to our soundboard, by the way. The, oh, I, really? I was saying, yeah, I think he did. He's so quick with this shit. Wait, where is it? I, 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 th I thought, oh, there it is. There it is. Hold on. <laughs> there you go. Let's give it a second. <laughs> Hold on. Let's, let's try Jerry again. That was funny. Hold on. Let me try again. Jerry again. Um, I realized it was a jing it's on jingle, but elevator style is pretty funny. Jerry, what's up? Let's try it again. Test. Yeah. There you go. What's good? There you go, Jerry. GM. Sorry about that. GM. GM. Yeah, I had a. Oh, good. You're all good. Yeah, my my headset went a little funky on me, so I had to leave. So I'm Jerry. I'm a 42 year old father, uh, veteran, uh, former Dell instructor who's been in uh, tech since um, the late 80s. I've been uh, exploring different methods of digital congregation ever since BBSs. Um, I'm incredibly fascinated with the way that we we form communities around uh, digital, you know, you know, our digital communities together, and uh, that's what I'm here to do. So since I joined the BAYC, I have made uh, thousands of banners for people for free. I've been working full time for the BAYC pretty much for the last 18 months. Um, I, I will continue doing that, but. Uh, Currently, um, I'm helping to transition us away from our current administrator with the Dow to uh, a future administrator. So that's what we're doing. Hell yeah. Love to hear it. I like that there's, you know, people on this stage seem to have uh, some sort of, you know, background, or at least like you've all, you know, been participating quite a lot uh, in this ecosystem, but also different DAOs and whatnot. So um, that's that's kind of like the first thing I'm taking away from uh from uh, from from this first round of intro, and obviously the, the fifth person is Herb. If Herb is around, definitely ping him, get him up here, and uh, let's have the last missing piece. But anyways, uh, let's 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 get chatting uh, with the four of you. So um, we have a few questions, uh, Mando. How do we wanna how do we wanna uh, go about these? Because I know you wrote a few in the chat as well. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe in the order that you asked the asked people who they were to introduce themselves, we just go through diff the different questions. Yeah, I mean, we, we could definitely uh, do something like that. It's gonna be, it's definitely gonna be interesting. But that, I'll just go and give it to you, Mando, for that first question because I really like it, <laughs> and I think you should give it up. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, did we start with Vera? Did we start with Vera? Yeah, we start with Vera. So the first question is, what do you think has gone wrong at Ape so far at Ape Dow? Hello, hello. Um, so I think. Every, everything is, you know, doing, everyone is working really hard, but um, I think the ApeCoin DAO is currently in a really flat system or structure as the Ape consoles has been, um, 
has been the top five people managing or you know doing the work, and then we have somewhere in the middle um, the cartel group that as a domain and doing a lot of legal stuff and kind of like um, hands on the operation level, and then we have the community layer um, that most of the community are like flat and trying to give the feedback. Um, for the ApeCoin console, however, ApeCoin console only have five people and we have a huge community. And in the middle, there's Cartan, kind of like a little bit um, more like, you know, the, on, the, the only group that work on the operations. So with that structure of uh, we have, we are having issues of last, lack of transpa transparency. We have um, problems of communications. Um, that, you know, community members couldn't reach out for ApeCoin console for, you know, delivering their opinions or whatever. Um, so we have, like, a lot of problems that cause that. Um, on the other hand, on the voting side, communities have lack of participate. Um, as we see, a lot of proposals are in English, and we don't really have other language proposals at all. And then for, you know, people outside of the, you know, like not native speakers or having problems of reading English and they, they will have a hard time to understand what's going on. And their lack of participating without knowing what's exactly going on, be able to understand the language very well. Um, so with the both side, I think, you know, that's, that's so far what I see about the DAOs that what we can improve on. Thank you. Can I just ask, and this may be to everyone, who are the Cartan group? Like who are who are they? Like what is their background? Are, are they well suited to this? I've seen a, quite a lot of like, you know, they've been asked to carry on, haven't they? But does anyone have any concept of them as an organization? I can answer that. So uh, Cartan is our current Cayman administrator, and they're currently handling probably way too many operations, and that's one of the reasons that they were their last um, AIP to extend their agreement did not pass. Um, because of that, Board Ape G, myself, and a handful of other uh, dedicated DAO members have been working really hard around the clock to uh, draft this AIP that is currently under review that will help us to, um, over the next month, like four to six weeks, transfer away from Cartan into a new administrator. Um, and of course, this time it's also going to give us the opportunity to decentralize the DAO uh, further and uh, assume some of those those tasks that they're doing, some of those operational tasks, form some work groups around it, and, um, and and basically kind of like limit the scope of our next administrator so that they're not uh, they're not so uh, key to our our success. We can you know limit what they're doing to uh, specifically being a Cayman um, director of sorts for tax purposes and things like that. Got it. Okay, thank you for, for clarifying. I mean, Jerry, since we're on you, uh, I may as well ask you the, the, the same question we were just asking Vera. I'm just curious to see think what you think quickly, like uh, what has been perhaps went wrong on the DAO, but also like what you think, like if you guys answer by the way, I'll go to Board AG next and, and to Gentleland, but like maybe I'd also like, where do you think like you uh, come in to like maybe bring a solution on top of like, because we know that we kind of like, at this stage, I think a lot of the general people know the kind of like problems behind Apecoin DAO. But, you know, I think it's good to hear what kind of solutions you guys uh, want yeah, to bring. Yeah, sure. Um, so, first of all, communication and participation have been uh, absolutely abysmal. Uh, awareness is awful. A lot of people don't even know where to go. There hasn't been, like, a, a bite-sized bit of information that comes out of the DAO, you know, little pieces that people can absorb. Um, that's where I do come in. I'm an educator. I'm an instructor. I like to communicate with people. And uh, so if you go look at my timeline, for instance, it's pretty much chuck full of me trying to communicate things with people. For instance, uh, when 
uh, Horizon first announced that they were doing the uh, the geo-blocking. I was the first one to come out and go spaces to spaces, calming everybody down, letting everybody know, read number one through you know three before you jump straight to four. Everything was going to be fine. And then from that point forward, I, I went and uh, I decided to create videos and cheat sheets and help everybody stake manually. I'm currently still helping between six and ten people stake directly to the contract every day. Uh, my videos have, you know, got, you know, a couple thousand views. Um, and I, I like to think that the, uh, the cheat sheets have helped a lot of people. That's just a simple, you know, uh, taking the initiative to, to kind of communicate, make people aware and, and empower people, you know, with knowledge. So uh, that's what I do. That's what I'm going to continue doing around the, uh, the DAO. And I'm going to turn that into a culture of, you know, communication. Love that. Yeah. Communications around DAOs are, are, uh, are, 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 can be rough, and uh, we've seen that was one of the biggest uh, things I've I've picked up on a timeline so far since launch. I mean, tough because they had positions in there, people in these positions that even looking at first when we hosted the first uh, Apecoin DAO like spaces, I was like, wow, these people sound busy though. Like <laughs> they were all pretty, uh, pretty like pretty big, uh, big figurehead. So, uh, but it's cool to see that two of them are, are, are staying on. So, uh, but anyways, uh, I'll go to Board AG here next. Uh, maybe similar stuff. Like, what what pain points are you seeing? At the moment, and where do you you know think you fit in uh, to bring solutions to the table? I'm just going to add a little bit more context to the cartan because it relates to this. So, just to get everyone uh, the same, get everyone on the same page, why we have a cartan who is resident in Cayman Islands is because our foundation, Ape Foundation, is registered in Cayman Islands. So that means for us to protect the tax nexus, which means that the jurisdiction for tax, as much as possible, is, is always going to be protected as Cayman Islands. We need to have as many people working around the DAO uh, that is residents of um, Cayman Islands, and particularly people who are administrating the DAO. So that's why we have CARTAN, right? Because uh, if you imagine if we were a jurisdiction, like let's say if the IRS came and said, hey, you're actually a foreign controlled corporation, you should actually be taxing the United States, every grant in the DAO would be taxed by the IRS. So those are the issues that we're trying to solve and why it's important that we have these administrators in CARTAN, regardless of how we uh, decentralized operations and sorry, not Cartan, but somebody in Cayman Islands, you know, and we're going to look to potentially be uh, replacing Cartan the next month. So in terms of solutions and why it matters, because I think these, this is the important uh, part that uh, it's highlighted of what, uh, how we're going to be able to make changes. Uh, it's not as simple to just put up AIPs. There's actually tax considerations, legal considerations in order for us to ensure that everything we're doing is for the best benefit of eight foundation and there's going to need to be approval uh, by the legal teams because eight foundation has uh, legal teams in both in the US and also both in Cayman Islands right so the solutions we can bring is going to be related to ensuring that we could give confidence to these teams and key stakeholders that things we want to do are still in the best interest for the DAO and that's how I could bring in because I think uh, what people may not always realize is in practice to, to facilitate these solutions you're going to actually have to deal with a lot of legal. And to deal with legal, you can only really have that experience to bring to the conversation where they could take you seriously and not try to push some legal opinion on there. So that's where I could bring my experience in and round out the board and facilitate those kind of conversations for the benefit of our DAO. Got that. Yeah, definitely the legal side and the taxing side on that is it's not simple uh, when it comes to DAOs in the space in general, the whole space, but it's a lot of intricacies behind it. Um, and so a lot of people don't know what happens, but it's just so much work. Uh, the Gentryland, what, what about you? Some, some pain points and some, some solutions on your end. Yeah. So I think we need to focus on three areas. 
The first is process and infrastructure. Uh, and I'll go through all of these, but under that bucket, I would include participation and DAO operations. Second would be investments. So if you look at the typical grant funding landscape right now, most of the proposals are requesting somewhere between $200,000 and $300,000. They're not giving up any equity in return. And then we're giving these mon this money to unestablished startups for the most point. Uh, if we want to create a sustainable ecosystem and accrue value to the token long term, then we need to start generating revenue for the DAO. We need to start realizing ROI on, on our investments and we need to build out the brand from the ground up. Uh, and then third would be this question of centralization versus decentralization. So let's go into each of those buckets, right? First is, is process and infrastructure. So to increase participation, I think we need to do two things. The first is uh, have a large push towards delegation. And then the second would be some sort of cosmetic reward or reputation score where we can start to parse out who the most committed members to the DAO are and then have that again feed into delegation where people say, get a badge for being a top delegate uh, and really consolidate the DAO. So I want this to be decentralized long term. But even if you look at a DAO like Nouns, which is one of the most decentralized, successful DAOs in the space, uh, first, they only have 300 unique members, so it's super consolidated. And then second, the founders still have veto rights to avoid a civil attack, right? So I think we need to transition to decentralization over time. And what that starts with is a consolidated core group of people, either working groups, council members, trusted community members who are going to participate. Moving on to the investment side, we need to focus on use cases and token sinks, right? This is going to be a sustainable DAO that is going to last, you know, upwards of 10, 20 years. And right now people are focused on really, really short term solutions. They're focused on the symptoms of the problems rather than the problems themselves. So I think we need to make a major push into metaverse investments do what typical Web2 companies like Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat do uh, by investing in creator programs, developer education, things that are going to build the ecosystem out from the ground up. And then finally, the third bucket is to focus on decentralization. So, you know, I'm pretty agnostic into the whole Cartan situation in terms of what we do with the DAO administrator. I think uh, they did a lot of shady stuff towards the end namely gaming snapshot where they knew exactly what time the snapshot was going to be taken, bought a bunch of ApeCoin right before to avoid slippage and then voted for themselves. Uh, this is just an example of a centralized point of failure. So I find that the... Hold on, uh, what, what, what was that? Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. There's a, I there's saw a this thread, thread as well. I saw NFTC this thread as well. Uh, they know when the snapshot is going to be taken. So what they did was they bought like two or 300,000 uh, ApeCoin right before the snapshot was taken, voted for themselves, sold it to avoid slippage. Um, and uh, I think this is typical. And like, like you look at the decentralized landscape, it's always the centralized institutions within the decentralized ecosystems that end up being the most corrupt, SBF, FTX, Cartan, et cetera. So as much as we can avoid those centralized point of failures, uh, we're, we're going to be doing ourselves a service. Wow. Some, some strong opinions here. And, uh, and, uh, and, and thank you for sharing. Um, 
uh, your thoughts here. I'm going to go to Vera because I had seen your, your hand raised first. And I'm going to Jerry. I also saw your hand raised. It makes it easy, by the way. If you guys want to interject directly with someone then or add something. But Vera, let me go to you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So I think I'm missing the part of what we can improve. So if you don't mind that I... Um, I add a part. Um, please, please, please do, please do. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so I think um, I think our DAO has has been, you know, like I wouldn't want to say that, but like it's a little bit Western like driven DAO with, with a lot of like you know we, we use English as a premier language as well, and I mentioned earlier. Um, so for me, like you know, someone have I grew up in China for you know like over ten years. 18 years and um, having this bi language and understanding both culture of Asia and, 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 you know, Western culture. So I think I want to be the bridge of East and West. Um, and we see like, you know, game industry in China and Japan that has been grown really, really crazy and live stream has growing. And I think all those can, can be part of the, our DAO in, in the future of the ecosystem. And they're going to have, we need the opportunity for bring them in. And um, we see, you know, I went to Thailand. I literally had like a, a world tour to see the different culture. And we see the Thailand kind of become a new Web3 hub for Asia as well. Um, after, you know, like Singapore and Hong Kong. And um, I think, you know, having, having providing a different perspective and be able to bring the new people in into the DAO um, as something that, you know, I'm willing to contribute and change. Um, the number two thing that is um, the DAO 2.0, if... Um, if you click on my profile, if you can see, there's a graph. The first, um, the first tweet about the graph is a is a structure that I. This is a tweet I posted about over a year ago, um, and I was doing a lot of research of the DAO because I was core contributor of the DAO, and um, we see that you know like the the traditional organizations have their issues, but then the current DAO point one point one as especially for us that we have culture in the middle, um, doing the centralized, and we don't really see that in the traditional industry at all. So I think, you know, we want if we wanted to go step from a centralization world to a total decentralization, it's going to take a long way. And people forget somewhere in the middle that we can do. Um, so the DAO 2.0 is, um, is creating smaller organization groups uh, within the community to reward and keep, you know, the passionate people in the community to own the DAO. Um, also, like, you know, having the feedback from bottom up and I mean, meanwhile, like with the top, uh, like top down. So I think the DAO, DAO 2.0 is trying to solve the problems of um, the participations of transparency, efficiency. I think efficiency is another very important problem for the for the flat organization DAO um, is. And, um, you know, we still have a long way to go for the DAO from the centralization to decentralization as well. And then the mat site of decentralization is really important for, you know, people who are in the DAO, contributing in the DAO, even like, you know, people are in the special council position. That mindset of decentralization is, is very important. It doesn't mean that we don't need centralization in the DAO. And it takes a little bit of time from, you know, one to, um, from, instead from one to 10, now we can do something one to five um, to, to, to achieve in the future for the one uh, for the DAO 2.0, so uh, or for the whole flat organization, um, so that's something that I am hoping to change as as um, you know current our existing system as well. And um, thank you, thank you for the time, Frog and Mendo. Anytime, thank you for uh, for chiming in here, Jerry. Uh, I want to go to you. Yeah, so a couple things, but one I uh, just wanted to go ahead and uh, 
address the why the DAO is currently not set up to uh, accept uh, revenue. Uh, the gentleman had mentioned us bringing in revenue. And although, yes, that for sustainability for long term, there needs to probably be some discussions around that. The reason that it's not set up like that now is specifically because if you're accepting revenue for tokens and you're not doing any work, it's going to be, you know, it's probably not going to pass the Howey test. We're going to end up being a security. So that said, um, and I mean, we shouldn't really uh, jump in with both feet on, um, on, on that quite yet. Um, as for uh, participation, there are some really good ideas on how we can how we can increase participation. I've had some pretty cool ideas lately that have to do with companion soulbound dynamic NFTs following you around in other side that are based on your participation and your voting. But um, to address some, some of the other things that were said, um, we actually already have uh, an AIP that are addressing a few of these um, these issues that, that I'm hearing about, like DAO 2.0 and things like that. We've been working on these for a couple of weeks. Um, we uh, we didn't love love to have more people that are running jump in there and help, but um, we we have already been working on these. We've already had with the AIP that's introduced so you, right you, now. So you proposed you you did sorry Jerry, I just want to yeah, double down no, on what please, you're saying. Uh, so you have a few AIPs out there. Do you want to kind of like yeah? So the AIP and by the way, I, I went ahead and pinned a tweet. Um, but the last couple of weeks, the uh, instead of like campaigning, um, there are a couple of us that have just been working. Um, you know, heads down. I'm, I'm supposed to be working, you know, right now, and, and I probably will as soon as we get off of this call. But um, Bad Teeth, myself, uh, Wabam, um, quite a few other community members uh, from comms in the ApeCoin DAO that, that are already in there on a regular basis, like Board Ape G, um, we've, we've already formulated an answer to this. We saw this coming a couple of weeks ago, and we started attacking the problem head on. We didn't you know, uh, most of you, you know, you know, I haven't been in your DMs asking for votes or any of that. We've been working our butts off around the clock specifically so that we didn't get uh, caught at the last minute not knowing what to do. So this AIP that we submitted specifically addresses the work group issue as well. So we assume some of these responsibilities that the current administrator is taking care of. This work group zero that we're going to form with this AIP. And again, it's in that that little uh, newsletter that I plan on doing every week. I'm going to go ahead and give an update for everybody. Um and, and what it does is it forms this initial work group for three months, this interim work group that's charged with creating the working group structure going forward that will address a lot of these, uh, these, these concerns and kind of help to make us more efficient. It'll help with like a comms team, a governance team, an operations team, a creative team. And so we've already, we've already introduced this. This is uh, up for discussion. It will hopefully be up for vote in a couple of days. This also addresses the RFP, uh, so a request for proposal to seamlessly transition um, from Cartan to our new administrator. I've been working with Cartan pretty much every day. I've been talking to the special counsel most every day, and uh, and then of course working with some of the other ApeCoin um, DAO community members. And yeah, we're we're ready to hit the ground running. We're working our butts off to make sure that this is seamless. I'm not waiting to uh, to get elected to to do the job. I. I I like that. I mean, I definitely think this is a great idea. I mean, this is this DAO after all. I mean, everyone can, you know, y'all can put proposals through. Actually, I have, I'm going to have a question with regards to the process in a, in a minute, but I'll go to Board AG first. Yeah, I just want to quickly shout out, you know, within the trenches with Jerry, you know, working on this. You know, we started um, with an idea because there was such a pushback to go approve that extension for Cartan. But it really just showed, you know, putting in the work that we could give confidence to the stakeholders and the, the special counsel that the community 
is capable, right? And this is why they actually, at the end of the day, let the vote um, fail because it was such a concern to them that Cartan was going to fail. But a group of us, we, really, we created this initial plan, which has now evolved to exactly this AIP. And it's giving comfort to the, the voters, um, the, the, the special counsel and the, the, the launch partners. Because I think something that people don't know is the launch partners, even though they have their tokens locked, they could vote down any proposal if they feel there's a material risk to the DAO. So this could have been a material risk to the DAO. The administrators were leaving. But what we did as a community is we rallied early. We, we showed them that we are here. We can, we're ready to negotiate and we can have a reasonable plan in place. And that was really effective in getting to the point we're at. And that Jerry uh, well articulated there that this plan is coming through. And it uh, looks like we're in a good spot as a DAO to, to move towards further decentralization next month. Yeah, there's definitely uh, quite a lot of work to do on, on that front, which leads to, to a question that I want to ask. And by the way, um, I put at the top what questions you have to the panel. I know there's a lot of people that are really invested in terms of, by the way, time, not just money, but an energy into the, the ApeCoin DAO. I'm seeing a lot of apes down there that I recognize as well. Like if you want to just under the under the uh, the tweet, feel free to put your questions and I'm going to try and uh, get it as much as possible. We do have quite a bit of time left anyways. So please do feel free to to uh, to to put your your questions down there. Maybe if you want to request, I'll try to bring a few people up after, but that may be tougher. Uh, but definitely easier if you you put your questions because I have DMs, texts, and a bit of that, so I feel it was easier to actually centralize uh, all the questions uh, in one spot. I do want to ask the panel here: what is what is the current process? And and I guess by hands of whoever can answer, um, Mika, just quickly, just by, what is the current process to get? Uh, a proposal through ApeCoin DAO. Has, has this been complicated? There's been a lot put through, which is cool. I've kind of monitored those 10,000 people that are subscribed to the ApeCoin DAO uh, on, on Snapshot. Some things don't really get many voters versus like how many holders there, which sucks, but that's DAOs in general. And it's tough. Um, and that's the biggest job I guess you will have is to bring attention to ApeCoin DAO and its voting. Uh, but what's the current process to get something accepted? And has, has this experience been good at all? So it all starts with a conversation in the uh, the forums themselves. So you go to apecoin.com, you you enter the forum, which is discourse, and it's not pretty. It's kind of boring. Um, this is why we kind of need to uh, communicate better uh, what what is actually going on in there in little bite-sized pieces to kind of entice people to come in and like try out one little, you know, get involved on one little conversation, uh, get comfortable with it to the point where, you know, maybe you can, you know, post your own ideas. And it starts with an idea uh, and then eventually a few people could uh, could submit, you know, an AIP together. You just decide, okay, we're going to write an AIP. And we actually have a draft process, like an actual framework that's already put in place for people to kind of fill in their blanks. And once you do that, you submit that for, uh, for review um, or up for discussion. It sits for discussion for about a week and everybody can kind of just make, a, make comments. The community can come in there and just, you know, say, oh, hey, I like this, I love that. Uh, maybe this is a better idea. And then the community as a whole can kind of like mold this this general idea into something that they find more, um, you know, efficient, and agreeable. I mean, you know, it's um, the many will always, always be, you know, more intelligent than just one person. So uh, it's important to get all of that feedback. And then after that, it's going to go up for review. Um, it gets uh, submitted for uh, as an AIP, as long as, you know, it uh, it passes the uh, right now, just it has to kind of go through legal. Um, it has to just be double checked. Like so, for instance, uh, because we are a Cayman organization, if somebody wanted to put through an AIP to uh, fund a marijuana grow operation in Canada, where you know it's totally illegal to do in like Toronto, but you wouldn't be able to do that simply because the foundation is a Cayman organization. So 
it would have to go back and somebody would have to say, hey, unfortunately, we can't legally do that because in the Caymans, we would get in trouble. So uh, it just has to go through like a legal review, make sure that everything, you know, checks off and then it goes up for vote. Um, and if it votes, uh, if it's if it's accepted, then uh, after a KYC process, the funds are released to the um, uh, to the party that that requested them. And as long as it's not broken up into like milestones. So if you were to ask for, you know, a certain amount of money over a certain amount of time based on certain milestones, you would get those when you hit those different milestones for the um, for your project, for your idea. Got it. Thank you very much, Branch. Quickly, quickly, how much is under the DAO's control right now in terms of uh, assets? About 1.6 billion, I think. Is there somewhere where we can review this? On, on Is there set, something uh, set you, up? You have to actually get the, the unlock schedule, but there's around, like, just under half of half a billion, which is unlocked, but it is around 1.6 um, locked. Um, question, is this all in, like, what, what's the currency? Like, what is all this in, like, 1.6 billion? Oh, USD. And, uh, USD. Is, Oh, there's there's a one and a half billion dollars in this in, in ape but USD value. Got it. In ape but USD value. Okay, got it. Okay, that that answers uh, something. So that's that's very important, Mando. I see you on mute, um, and we have a couple of hands as well. Mando, go ahead. Yeah, I guess the next bit of this question would really be: All right, so let's say we get the DAO operational. What what are actually the plans? Like, do you, is is this is this an election? You think just to try and get the the DAO operational, or should we be thinking about longer term? How are we going to get adoption of this currency? Um, how are we going to make this actually work? Because I, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to require much just to be active to try and get the DAO operational. I think the hard bit is actually trying to create your own currency. So I'd be interested to hear like people's thoughts about what what is your plan for the long term uses uh, of Ape and how you're going to encourage us to get to, to that to i that love answering that question sometimes just by asking a question and yes we definitely need more sinks like digentraland said however if somebody were to ask um if if world of warcraft ran on a coin what other use cases do you think that it would really need and yes there there definitely can be other use cases but we just hired the ceo of activision i don't really think we're fucking around but that is separate oh. right like Yuga Labs and the ApeCoin DAO and ApeCoin. Yeah, but I you're think, absolutely so, right. But it runs on ApeCoin. Right, right, right. Of course, no, of course, of course, of course. And yeah, but I'm gonna push back a little after. though Go on, ahead, on what Mando's saying. It's not actually as easy to operationalize the DAO because we have such we have these roadblocks. This is why effectively we've done nothing, Mando, in the last like nine months, right? Because operationalizing the DAO has been the problem because we are working under these regulatory uh, restrictions. And if we do want to scale accordingly to be something that Yuga could rely upon, because at the end of the day, Yuga's our biggest partner, right? And right now, we, we're not even to a point that we can do that, right? We The, the last uh, other side trailers, the other the 10KTF trailer, nothing related to ApePoint, Jimmy the Monkey, right? And even though we all know they're ApePoint activations, so I think that's just highlights the problem where we have not had that opportunity to go operationalize the DAO because of these regulatory issues that we're we really are not capable of addressing right now. I know. I just, I just feel that the role is what a two hundred and fifty thousand to three hundred thousand dollar a year role. I feel as though we should be, we should be expecting more from candidates than just right. We can, we can, we can start to operationalize this. I think it should be also about innovation. It should be about right. What can we actually do with this coin? I, I know it's been a bit of a fuck up so far, but we've got to think, and I think demand as well more from the people who are going to be leading it. 
that makes sense. And by the way, it, and you're right to bring this up. By the way, Mando, this is all public knowledge. By the way, but it is there is a big fee associated to being on, on counseling that. But not only that, it just comes with, you know, you, you have a lot of power in a way that we just just I want to reiterate on that because I want to have billion dollars in Acorn to be able to build can does can do a lot, and so it's an important uh, role here. Vera, I'm gonna go to you. I wanted to hear you know what you have to say to that, and then we'll go to the gentle line. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so I think you know for for what Mando Mando was talking, I think it's very uh, valid point of keeping the DAO sustainable. And that's the only way that, you know, we can actually, uh, we can actually keep this ecosystem as, you know, like we, we see Ethereum has been, took four years to actually build this whole ecosystem. ecosystem. So now currently ApeCoin doesn't really have like a utility. Um, it's more like, you know, it started with a meme and then people are trying to provide utilities. And, and I think, you know, the first thing is to build this ecosystem and, treat it as a layer one that how we can you know host hackathons to to attract good projects coming in and use our currency and you know like providing different um different values even even like including them burning mechanisms and other stuff like you know it's it is a layer one it's a layer one for metaverse so i think with what you said there's a lot of things that we can do establish partnerships and we see polygon you guys were mentioning polygon did a very good job with partnerships and you know we have different directions to go um, as well so I think you know one is introducing as many people as we you know introducing people about the Zipcoin DAO and building the ecosystem and it takes time and that I think that's the number one thing that we should to do we should do um, you know like building this whole this whole layer one like you know we want a very strong project that's supporting this whole um, ecosystem to start with like before you know like um, the layer ones Harmony doesn't have um, doesn't have like has been building ecosystem and then DeFi Kingdom come in as you know game and then kind of lifting the the whole layer one and you know like but 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 I mean it failed but we need a we need a stronger uh, sustainable um, ecosystem um, mechanism as well um, but I think that's how it can be started. I love that it's a good answer. To Gentleman, go ahead. Yeah. So so my general running my, my general platform right now is to transition from ApeCoin being the engine of the other side to being the engine of the metaverse so we have about 600 million dollars in uh usd equivalent uh that's sitting in the treasury right now and that's probably around the same as yuga labs has on their balance sheet right so we can't rely on yuga labs to just create token sinks for us I'm also hearing a lot of calls for decentralization from the other candidates, but then they're saying Yuga is going to take care of the token sinks. That seems somewhat paradoxical to me. So in terms of the token sinks, you know, first, I think we need to onboard other metaverse partners. Uh, and I think this starts with educating them about the value propositions of adopting ApeCoin versus launching their own token. So what are they? First, you get to leverage probably the strongest brand in Web3, which is the BAYC uh, Yuga Labs ecosystem. Second, you get to leverage uh, the actual community, right? So the brand, the community. And then third, it's absolute suicide to launch your own token right now. Like all of them are going to go to zero because there's no liquidity in the market. Everything's down 90 or 95%. So rather than run into the risks of an unsuccessful token run into the legal risks, why would you not just adopt ApeCoin? So I think we need to onboard a bunch of different partners to use ApeCoin in their ecosystem and then start to build out the metaverse from the ground up funded by ApeCoin. So 
developer education is a huge, huge part here, right? If you are, de are a developer and you have the choice of building in the other side, Roblox, Fortnite, Minecraft, what are you going to choose? Well, if you want to choose the other side, you need to understand the value propositions of it, which is true digital ownership, interoperability, uh, you get to actually sell your builds on third-party platforms. So we need developer education, we need creator programs, and then we need to start investing in accelerators or incubators so that we're building out an ecosystem here, not just relying on Yuga Labs for the token sinks. So um, I think not relying on you, just Yuga Labs is a good point, which leads to the question. It's a question I have for all four of you, actually. I think it's a very important one, and I did bring a couple of people up. It's, even if you want to think already about, you know, I think it was an FT rent, oh, it was your NKBB, but if you want to think already of one question, quick question that you think we haven't asked yet, but I want to ask everyone, of course, like one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest and most important hurdles with DAOs is, is incentivizing people to actually take part of the DAO, right? Because people, especially mostly for, for Yuga Labs and the ecosystem, we trust the founders. We trust that they will. I like to think that we trust Gordon's team of 100 people at Yuga Labs to actually deliver product for, for the Board APL Club ecosystem, but also the Punks one, the Mebits one and whatnot. We've seen them do so, especially in the last couple of weeks. Um, and so... I guess the role of, a, of of someone on the DAO is to make sure that the DAO is actually operational. It's one of the biggest issues that we're even having internally because it's not an, it's not an easy one. How do you all plan on actually incentivizing people to take part in a DAO? Because if we want to talk about decentralization, therefore we need to talk about bringing people to actually um, participate within the network because at the end of the day, that is what your job in a way is to enable from what I'm kind of picking up here since an hour. So I kind of want to start here since Jerry raised your hand first, I'll just go to you, but what are maybe, and we'll make it quick to go around and ask more questions, but maybe what are like, you know, a couple things that you think that you will, I know not you think, actually you will do in order to incentivize people to actually operate within uh, the, the ApeCoin DAO. Yeah, great. So I have, I have a few things, but one would, uh, I'll just lead with communicating what's actually going on in the DAO. And I think just communication and awareness just letting people know on a regular basis, hey, this is what's going on this week. This is what happened last week. This is what's going on next week. And just kind of give it to people in like small bits of information so they don't have to jump into the discord, uh, the discourse and and try and absorb, um, you know, two days worth of, of comments in the discourse. Just break it down to people and kind of let people know this is what's going on. Eventually, somebody's going to see something that's going to make them a little bit more curious and they're going to want to jump in there. Um, as for like... Uh, I, I kind of brought it up a little bit earlier, and this was just a, a, a fleeting thought that I'm working with at the moment. I've um, it's it's developing, but um, I've heard people talk about you know POAPs, and look, I come from the Ethereum side of things, um, from you know like the ETH staker side and the Dev side. So people over there, there's like a little cult of people who love POAPs. We like POAPs, but. I don't think it's quite enough to drive people. So that's why I started thinking, okay, well, let's, let's do something a little bit more fun than a POAP. What would make us the dopest DAO ever? And, and I truly believe, and I plan on introducing an AIP uh, along with a couple of others to create these soul-bound companion NFTs for the metaverse that will have a little utility, follow you around. Uh, imagine like you, you first sign up for your discourse and you're a level zero. And you just joined because you saw your buddy with this really cool companion. You join up your level zero. You got nothing. A week later, you're level one because of your participation in the DAO. And then you get to go claim one of your companions. It could be one of like 20 different companions that we pick. And 
and and you just decide like I want a saber toothed tiger, but it starts off it's going to be a little kitten that's dropped to you, and it's going to follow you around. And the more you participate, the more you level up, the more you vote, uh, the more that people are liking your comments, and the more you know you have just these different trust factors. And I'm working with with other people that are already in the DAO uh, on some of these you know algorithms to help with that as well. Um, but as you level up with your participation, your companion would level up with you. So you just be able to go in there and your dynamic NFT would level up. And then, of course, you can add utilities to that just like you would with um, uh, with a POAP even where, you know, if somebody owns a POAP, they might qualify to go claim something else. So there's other ways to play on that where as we start to expand the DAO with other little tendrils, whether it's uh, board ape security or something like that, uh, that's funded by the DAO and you want the uh, those other DAO operations to or those DAO enhancements and extensions to succeed. So you know, they could have things like skins for your, your companions that uh, you would be able to claim if you completed their class or if you, if you did some kind of task or if you, um, if you participated in some kind of uh, town hall event or something like that uh, in the metaverse, uh, in, in other side. So there's different ways. And I, I don't believe that it's too early to start talking about this. I believe that there are already people building. We get access to the ODK. Uh, and we we can definitely make this kind of thing happen. And like uh, Gentryland said earlier, we have the funds to do this as well. So those are two ideas. Um, the communication and awareness on the inside those 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 are the first two. The other one is on the inside. These working groups, uh, they and and education um, will be definitely one of those groups and outreach. But um, the inside of the actual DAO right now, you don't really know. You don't have like a specific mentor. You might not know which group you would fit into, but uh, like a lot of people are gravitating towards comms right now because comms is kind of the most obvious at the moment. They're the most organized. But when we have other working groups for people to participate in, maybe people will find their own niches that they're going to be able to contribute to. My desire, like I, I truly believe that we bring value to our communities like NFTs. We're bringing the value uh, big corporations have known this forever. The value is from us wanting to be with each other. It's been like that since BBSs, since MySpace, uh, Instagram, and everything in between. Corporations have always taken advantage of the fact that we want to be together. We want to be a part of something. So if you give somebody some specific way to be a part of a community, they're going to take it. I, I did that with BAYC, and I found... Yeah that making banners, that was my thing. People wanted me to make banners. I made banners. That was the value that I brought. And I'm an educator too. So I help people along the way and learn about different products. And I onboarded a lot of people, but the value that I brought were, were these silly banners. Um, yeah. So anyway, hope that helps. That, thanks, Jerry. No, of course. Of course, I helped. Vera, uh, I'm going to go to you on that one. Yeah, so we have seen a lot of, um, this is a very interesting because if you guys look at the data of voting just for like this Quindao um, console, and we see like that's actually reached the peak ever of voting. Um, so this this is telling something that people care, and because of you know forty something community members has been running the DAO and giving the exposure of um, of you know what's going on on the Twitter on you know other other media, then we we bring participates right. I think this is one of the example of how to bring people in, and we have the community more engaged in this and. 
be able to, you know, attract better, more people be part of it. And this is a great example of how it, it could work, actually. And then I think another thing is um, some of our community members has been uh, drafted a proposal of Thank Ape, and I was advisor, I'm, I'm advisor of that proposal as well. Um, so that will pretty much giving a rewarding um, system for people to vote. And that's very interesting, too, because it happened with other DAO as well. Like, you know, we see um, other DAO has been voted and then people get airdrops on some other tokens. But this one, I mean, the think it will, will be a little bit different um, uh, compared to that. But like, you know, rewarding people to participate in different formable ways. And I think that will be also a great way to, you know, like making people feel the ownership of part of the DAO. Um, and another thing is um, in the real life, we, we want to bring people together. And I think... As a fungible token, it's a little bit difficult because for people to be have something in common to talk, and we need to create something fun for people, right, within the ecosystem. Um, but um, I think bring people in the real life is a different approach that can actually, um, you know, bring the people closer, build this trust for people having on the DAO, and let people meet meet the community members to see who they are, checking the vibes, you know, making sure that you know people are like solid and get to know each other. And, and then engage the community from that level. So I, I believe like, you know, as we grow 100 active users, 200 active users, 1,000 active users of ApeCoin DAO can actually make it much bigger than, you know, like than what we can expect. So um, that, that's just my take on that. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, Board AG. Yeah, just to piggyback on, so I'll give you an example directly of the incentive that I've been working on and that also highlights the issues of our DAO. And Vera mentioned it. So this Thank Ape AIP 124, I started working on this together with ThriveCoin in summer. We And we posted it in this course in September 27. And we added Vera on board as a, another board member as well. So this proposal is supposed to uh, thank ApeCoin DAO contributors for their engagement. So to appreciate them and give them more value, attract them to our ecosystem. And this is a proposal that everything all the boxes have been checked off we this is a way for us to take eight point from the treasury give it out to our most uh, dedicated members which is everybody here right all the active DAO participants in a legal and appropriate way yet for months it is still stuck in the pipeline right even though we've addressed everything because this is the issue right now for apecoin and our apecoin DAO. we can't do any of these amazing things these amazing ideas unless we could figure out how we could actually push the appropriate partners internally in Ape Foundation to change the processes, to agree with legal, because everything's going through special counsel review right now. Everything's going through legal. And if there's nobody on the council that could turn the screws onto legal and the administrators to understand, why are you taking so long to do this when I know this has completely mitigated the risks that you have laid out for the foundation, right? So this is the difference when I think we need to have somebody on the special counsel and it's me on the on the professional side that has the ability to communicate with these legal so you understand that it's not what they're telling you is actually reasonable or is it something that you need to push back on and and the and that highlights what AIP 124 is for us it's something that we are trying to get to the community yet we can keep facing roadblocks and this is not the only AIP there's lots of them out there so if we want to get partners if we want to get yuga approved we want to get other communities part of our ecosystem these are the things that we need to fix. And it's just because we are in this moment of time for our DAO. It's nascent, it's young. There's just so much to do internally before we can get to the, all the fun stuff that a lot of people here on the call have even talked about. 
Thank you. And la- last is the Gentleland. And by the way, everyone, I guess we'll need, if you don't mind, stay a little longer because we just have just a couple more questions to go through. And then we do want to get uh, Josh and, and Kibi, but and, and we'll make him quick. So we'll just keep the questions fast and the, the answer answers quick as well because it's just a few last things I want to touch on before we, we close out. So if you guys don't mind, but uh, the Gentleland, go ahead. Yeah, so I think the original question was how do we increase participation? Yeah, because it incentivizes people to actually take part in the DAO because I think you guys got the whole building site pretty covered. Yep, so so the simple answer is that some people just aren't going to participate and we need to work around that. And the answer there is delegation, right? So uh, while this doesn't necessarily increase the unique number of voters, it does increase community representation. Uh, you know, you delegate your votes to Jimmy or Machi or whoever you think best represents you, and then they can vote on your behalf. So to give you two points of contact, the first is the Central Land, which integrated delegation in July of 2021. It now accounts for about 60% of total votes, and their total votes have gone up about 6x from 40 million to 240 million. Another point of contact is ENS, which required delegation upon token claim. They have one of the best participation rates for a comparable DAO of, of this size. They receive about 10 to 15 percent participation, and that largely comes because people delegated their votes to committed members like Brantley or Coinbase or other people or institutions. And then the second is what Jerry alluded to, which is on-chain cosmetic rewards. So I like the idea of you know a, a secondary avatar to follow you around, but I think the lowest hanging fruit here is going to be a badge system. Uh, something similar to Azuki's collector profile or Moonbird's reputation score. Some way to reward the most dedicated members of the community which would then in turn give them better access to the core builders, the core developers, the council members, etc. And this would prop up the most knowledgeable and the most committed community members. Okay, that's good. Uh, Dejentra, I want to ask you again, because that's obviously a question I've seen a lot on the timeline. I'm seeing it again now, so straight up, I want to ask you here. Do you think that your work at Horizon um, can affect what you want to come and, and do here? Of course, I know I, I know Dean Steinbeck, Steinbeck, and I know he was part of the council originally, but um, what do you think there's an issue there, personally? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, listen, I'm going to excuse myself from any proposal that has to do with Horizon. I'm not going to be submitting any of them myself. Uh, and guys, when it comes down to it, like my motivation is for the community, my friends, and my bags. It has nothing to do with Horizon. So I'm, I'm working for you guys, not them. Got it. I have to ask, just because it's obviously things that, uh, I, I've read a lot. Another one of people think that we're not picking up on some questions uh, either. Uh, so I could, I'm going to go to you, Clean Blackboard. I knew you told me a few minutes ago you had a question ready, and then I have something uh, else to ask the, the, the panel here. Thank you. What's up, everybody? I jumped in a little late, but I did catch some good info. I think a lot here is being shared um, that's really strong. Uh, one thing that was eye-popping was the size of the treasury. So I wanted to zoom out for a minute. $1.5 billion, uh, $500 million that is actually active that could be allocated now. Um, the scale of those figures shouldn't be lost on anybody and any member that's uh, already a part of the DAO. Uh, what BAYC was able to do for us to create such a large pool that we're able to community-led initiatives build alongside of them is something remarkable. Uh, We're in the tech business here with NFTs, and I think we need to move fast. And I know that 
the wheels need to be greased as far as forums, uh, AIPs, and actually getting approvals. I think we need to really firm that up. I think we are doing everybody in the ApeCoin DAO a disservice by not allocating these funds and getting money out. Whether these initiatives fail, whether they're successful, there's a lot of money that should be being spent. So I think that we're, we're, you know, we're trying to incentivize participation, but I think the bigger incentive here is that people in this DAO have the opportunity to fund businesses, uh, initiatives, in real life events, online events, so many things. The options are endless. They have a huge portion of cash that they're able to tap as long as they get the votes. How do we get people to understand that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity? Nobody has money just available to tap like this. This isn't you're going to VCs and you have to give equity. You're just getting grants from $500 million that's already available. I want to see people firing out proposals. I want to see things get approved. I think we should be going quick. How do we move things along? And what type of proposals would you like to see from the community members that you think could bring value to ApeCoin, NFT ecosystem, and getting new NFT market participants in general? And one other point is that I think the metaverse is great but it's a little bit long in the tooth. I want to see things that we can activate now and today. Thank you. Just for everyone, I know, Jerry, you want to go, but just quickly, um, if you guys can all keep the, the answers at around a minute. I know it's tough, but or just straight to the point, just because we can get more people and more questions out. But Jerry, go ahead. I just wanted to say I, I look forward to seeing uh, Blackboard's uh, AIP. He sounds passionate. I want to see you in there, man. Put in, a, put in an AIP. This, this, I mean, he's incentivizing you, uh, KB. Uh, so I, I, he doesn't get, get, get an answer, that, I guess. Uh, did Vera, did Vera, did you want to answer that specifically? What KB was talking about? Uh, yes, yes. So I think for you know AIP proposals that we individual or I'm a delegator. So I mean, like as a voter, that we want looking for investments, right? Like we want to looking for the people that we want to invest and what kind of project and then we we'll definitely diversify the projects, but get back to what like, you know, what we're looking for. I'm a delegator. I've been looking for a lot of factors of, uh, of a proposal, like looking back to the team and checking on the people. And I think that's one of the most important part for me to to looking, to making sure that, you know, doing, doing enough cross check and making sure this, this is our, there, those are legit funders. And another thing is for people who are asking fund, fundings as well, like we want to make sure that the money is spending wisely. It's really not about giving money as fast as we can. It's really about giving who the money, making sure the money goes to the right place, being, being used wisely and be able to actually contribute to what we wanted to and achieve the goal we want to. So I think with that, the, the, the money where we go, we want to see milestones. We want to see achievements unlock. You achieve the product beta launch, we, we, we unlock whatever amount that to reward you back. So instead of giving a big chunk of money for people to use, which is really hard to mon like, you know, we don't see, it's not that easy to ask money from VC as well. Like, you know, you're, you're asking for, for half a million dollars. It takes long, it's, it takes a lot to ask to ask for the money. It's not that easy process. It doesn't mean that we have to give a big chunk of money. And I think, you know, giving different requirements for that is also very important. Thank you. Thank you for, for your answer. Borebji, did you want to talk to that? Yes. So giving our AIPs to come from the community, that's important. And I want to be able to give you the specific framework that you know you can have confidence that you're spending time on something that is going to pass. 
And that involves us really drilling down, like what is going to be appropriate for the foundation to accept like risks, right? In these AIPs. Because I want the community, I want other communities to build on top of ApeCoin. And to do that, we really need to fix our issues that we can have internal processes in place that everybody's fully aware that these are AIPs that we are interested in as a DAO. And we know it's going to have little pushback from our legal partners and stakeholders. And that will enable us to see all these amazing AIPs come from other communities that'll build on top of ApeCoin and scale it to be more than just a Yuga-reliant ApeCoin. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The Gentryland, go ahead. Yeah, so I agree with Board HG. We need to focus on the infrastructure layer first. There's no point in requesting funds if we don't solve the base layer issues. But then I also agree with Vera, which is uh, like, I want to get money out as fast as possible, but at the same time, we need to be efficient. Like, people don't realize the only source of revenue the DAO has right now is from token unlocks. And it's really, really easy once we start doing these mass scale investments to blow through $500 million. And if we're only generating revenue from future token locks, then eventually we're going to run out of money, right? So I want to see more community proposals, but I want to see them done in as efficient a way as possible. Absolutely. Um, here, uh, we had, I had another question I want to go uh, with here. And we can make this a quick one and go around uh, uh, everyone. But there was some some of, some criticism. Now I'll go to Josh and then I'll go to you, Machi. But um, some of the criticism that I've also seen across the timeline, gathering some stuff and just reading through right now as well, is involvement in, during the time of, 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 um, of elections. And, of course, I know there's discourse. And, by the way, we run out I know discourse could be a hassle, so I, I understand that part of things. It's, it's not easy. We kind of trying to have different solutions for it, but but still, right? Some people are talking about involvement during the election period, uh, from from you know from candidates and whatnot. Uh, do you, you know? I guess in a in a on a reflection side to everyone is are there things you would have done more of or better during this 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 campaign period? And I mean, how much involvement do you genuinely mean to put into this? I mean, I know it's easy to come up on here and say on stage in front of everyone like, yeah, I plan on giving my life this hours a week and this and that, but like at the end of the day, like. I think we need to set realistic expectations and, and be very um, and be very you know uh, aware of that. And that's why I started this space by asking you all what your backgrounds were and what you do, because we we're all busy, and I understand that as well. But at the end of the day, this is also a paid position that Mendo uh, did uh, point that out uh, made the way halfway through the show. So, I think a good question would be: wh- What would you have done better? And you plan and wh- what's your involvement will really be? Because and you could be honest about it, but I think it's important. Jerry, you raise your hand first. I'll go to you for a quick answer. Yeah, I'll be fast. Uh, one, I have uh, I have been contributing, donating uh, 40 plus hours a week to this community for the last 18 months. I haven't stopped. I haven't asked for any money. Um, that's just what I do. I'm fortunate enough in my, my business in real life that I, I have this extra time. Um, I do not have another job in Web3 um, that's asking me to work 40 hours a week that should take precedence. So um, as for what I would have done different, well, those hours per week put in probably would have helped considerably to see some of the pitfalls uh, coming a mile away. And we could have planned for those more appropriately. And probably, to be completely frank, um, Cartan should not have been up for uh, election. Uh, that AIP should not have been submitted as late as it was. Uh, it definitely backed us into a corner. I think that, that could have been foreseen and um, that, that wouldn't have happened. So that. Thank you. Um, who do I go? Do, do you? I'll, I'll just go next. I'll just go to Board Ape G. I mean, 
Uh, I'm just picking randomly here, and then I'll go to Vera and, and Decentraline on that as well. Yeah, I think if you look at my candidate profile, I've really been put in all the effort uh, since, you know, the, even the summer, uh, this DAO, and I've put in all the hours to read all the AAPs I've gone through because that's essentially what your job duty is as uh, a special council member, to serve the vision of the community and to... Uh, facilitate these AIP processes. And I think it's important that this uh, participation does take into consideration of what you're trying to do, because this is there's only five of us in the special council right now. There's only five of us that's working in the DAO. So to be an effective leadership group, you need to have that participation. And that's not going to change um, when, if I'm on the special council. I think the difference is, as you can see, everything I've done so far has been just based on professional, like educated professional guesses. Right. Like all the, the work on the AIPs, like the work on replying to Cartan and, and being skeptical of what they've done. I'm just taking a guess based on my professional knowledge. But if I'm on the special counsel, I'll just be that much more effective. Right. I'll be privy to these like confidential information, but I'll know how to work around them, around the NDA, the non-disclosure agreement to be able to come back to the community and take really more aggressive stances on what we want to do to push this down forward. Because I think that's what we're going to need. And to do that, you really got to get the buy-in. I know I've been beating a dead horse here, but like at the end of the day, there's voting power here and it's not with us here. It's actually with the launch partners and ensuring that the legal agrees with them. That is the pathway for us to actually get things done here. And I'm the best candidate to push that pathway forward. Thank you for uh, for answering. I'll go to the general line here and then close this question on Vera. Yeah, so I think the four candidates up here are all some of the most committed members of the Yuga Labs and ApeCoin ecosystem. So I actually don't, I, I'm not worried that any any of us aren't going to put the time in. Um, as for me, like I've dedicated my entire life to this ecosystem, taking the job at Horizon, working uh, you know, largely on DAOs, um, either in a professional capacity or in my free time. Uh, and yeah, I'm just like, I'm so excited to build with you guys. Uh, I really want all of the council members to hold each other accountable, uh, and just hope that everyone pulls their weight. I think, I think we're going to do like really, really amazing things, whoever the three end up being. Great answer. Fair, I go to you. Um, yeah, so I, I think everyone here is very amazing with different skill set. And um, I've been committing my time doing a lot of events in the past year. If you want to look back, my pin message and I've been hosting a lot of events in the real life, trying to learn um, different culture with different community members. And I think, you know, that um, that kind of that makes me want to think, oh, maybe in the future, we're engaging more with like, um, ApeCoin DAO community members as well to get to understand exactly. I mean, there are a lot of overlaps, uh, but um, you know, be able to talk more about you know what they're uh, what they're building as well. And then I wanted to. Um, I wish I can do better with m more like uh, public speaking as well. I wasn't really showing up a lot of um, a, a lot of uh, spaces as you know I'm someone that not very confident and uh, with with talk talking in the public, especially you know as my second language as well. Um, but then um, on the other hand, what I want to improve as well is I've been voting. I'm a delegate with, you know, relatively larger votes. Um, I've been voting um, pretty much on, on every single proposals other than the ones that, you know, if I can, if I drive the votes, I will, I will leave it. I'm not voting. But I, I wanted to um, give more reasons of why I vote yes and no in the future as well, because uh, I have. I have a lot of questions on that too. People have asked a lot of questions on that too. And I want to, you know, like keep everyone on the same page and deliver my opinions better in that case. 
Thank you. Uh, and I know language barriers can, can't be easy, of course. So uh, definitely a lot of respect for, for, for trying that. Um, and so I think I think that was really one of the main uh, concerns uh, that I've picked up on. I've picked up a few, but and, and so thank you for everyone for, for, for also chiming in. I want to go to Josh here. Josh, if you have a question, then we'll go to Matty. What's up, Farouk? Thanks for having me. And a lot of great questions. Really quick, from my perspective, you're managing a lot of money and it's like over a billion dollars. Outside of communications, what do you think is the most important skill for one of the members to have that is lacking on the council? And so some things that I think of, finance, managing outside capital, legal, coding, event planning, startup experience, and philanthropy. Those are four or five that like I think of, but when we're compiling a group of people, we know that everyone here is good at communicating and we have a feel for how you communicate. But what do you think is the most important skill that's lacking that one of the members should have as a background to really enhance the doubt? That's a great question. Uh, Jerry, go ahead. People organization. Just organizing people. That's it. Like right now, people aren't being organized, um, not efficiently. But we're, we're working on that as a, as a community. So I believe that that's definitely missing. Yeah, it's like kind of like a project management level here. So definitely that's something that um, lacks uh, a lot in a lot of places. Boy, did you go ahead? Well, Josh, you just touched the, the biggest point there. Billion-dollar treasury, multi-billion-dollar treasury we're trying to bring on, five board members, and currently there's nobody who has the finance, accounting, and legal background. Well, we have legal, Dean, right? But finance, accounting, right? So by experience, I'm a CPA, Canada and U.S. I have, for the last eight years, I've been the chief financial officer of a healthcare system in Los Angeles that have grown uh, together through acquisitions and um, other mergers to over $300 million in revenue. So that is what I'm going to bring to the special counsel here. I could bring the finance and accounting because we definitely need to figure out our budgeting and understanding that this is something we want as a DAO and we could go vote for it. So there's less pushback because we understand that this is budgeted as a resource that we need for our DAO, like staking. There was no issue with staking. We knew that the money was allocated to it. There was The issue was with the allocation, not so much the, the dollars, right? And then side to that is the legal side, being able to push back. So that's what I'm going to bring to the council because I think we do need that. We're electing a team. We can't elect a team that's just going to be for community representation. We know communication is like such an issue. We understand that. But I'm trying to bring the different perspective that, that one of those three board seats needs to be somebody who understands the finance, accounting, and legal side of things as we push forward to the next phase of our DAO. Good one here. Uh, the gentleman. Yeah, I'll keep it short. So I think you need two things. First, corporate and financial experience. So I come from a background uh, in investment banking at Goldman Sachs, then worked at Sony Music, now at Horizon Labs. And then the second would be to be deeply, deeply ingrained in everything Web3, not just the community, though that's very important, but to have a very intimate understanding of every single product, NFTs, metaverse, DAOs, tokenization, uh, all of the different use cases and how we can actually accrue value to the token long-term. There you go. And then Vera. I think um, I remember when I was um, doing the start, doing the startup and then we had this conversation, what's, what's, what's the most value of this um, the startup. And I think it's someone that acting like a glue that, you know, sticking people together and push, making people to making people to work smoothly together and making sticking the community together. I think that's something that we need. And I believe, you know, like um, everyone that have the skills skill for, you know, bring people together and sticking 
working as a glue. So I think with that being said, um, this is something that we all needed. Thank you. And just keep it short. Thank you. Machi, we got you on here. See, this is this definitely the holiday season uh, uh, on Rogue Radio today. The, the Holy Spirit. Machi, what's up? Do you have a question for, for the people on stage today? Yeah, appreciate it, Faro, for uh, inviting me up. Um, regards to the, the, like, listening to everybody speak and everything, great ideas, great everything, but there's a major problem. The current system's broken. Um, the AIP system's broken. I heard you guys say submit some AIPs. The AIP system doesn't work. It's centralized. It got to go to the admin. The admin talks to the council members. The council members ping shit back and forth and never reply to the people. They're swamped with work. They can't look through, through all the AIPs. And now you guys are telling me you guys manually going to still look through the AIPs. You got to let the community look through the AIPs, not the special counsel, not the admins or working groups you guys want to put together. Then it's centralized again. A lot of proposals will never get to the voting block. And, and other DAOs can do it within two weeks. Turn around time. Two weeks for AIP. Give you a yes or a no answer. Our DAO, three months, four months, six months. I heard uh, Board AP worked on some kind of proposal. Did it ever go to vote? I don't think so. So, like, the thing is we need to decentralize DAO. Can, can you guys decentralize this DAO? Because one SEC probe, the whole DAO is paralyzed and can't do anything. So are, are, is that going to the same thing happen to you guys? You guys send NDA, you guys get in there and then not do anything because you're afraid of legal and things like that. Not to say that we want to do anything illegal, but just that you guys are afraid of like stepping on landmines or, oh man, this is going to get me in some kind of legal issue, legal trouble, that you guys can't do your job. That's a little worrisome. So how are you guys going to figure out how to decentralize DAO if you're not studying DAOs that are ahead of us, like now's DAO, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion, is one of the biggest, the best DAOs out there right now. How do we get eight point DAO there? Machi, was your question? By the way, some good points, uh, of course. But was your the main question how they plan on getting pretty much things through and shit done within the DAO without uh, always having to go through all the stuff it's been going through before? Is that kind of like what the question is? Like you, you're trying to get things straight to the point. Is that what you're saying? Can they change the whole system or? Are they Got want it. to continue down this path? And, you know, it, the, the main point is that you guys have to be willing to decentralize and take the power away from you guys, bring it to the community and allow us to try to navigate where this DAO is going to go. Or is Got it going to be gatekeepers like before? That is a good point. So it's pretty much in good months doubling down on the timeline, by the way, saying uh, how do we decentralize the DAO? How are we going to engage the uh, unengaged? So uh, similar to what Watch. So I don't know if any of you want to pick this up first. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who? Oh, sorry, Boyd, you got go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, to, to push the DAO forward, like you have to have comfort in your experience because otherwise some things might seem risky to you if you if you don't have that experience, right? I think that's one of the difference that I'm bringing into this thing. Because, Machi, I understand that it's going to require that pushback, like with legal, right? And I know, like, the word around the street is we know most of the special counsel members have been sued already, right? So, like, I have a comfort level just from my experience to understand, like, where it's going to be to push the boundaries and push our down in a legal and appropriate way. And it's not going to just going to be an easy IP. But for us, we do have to rework the system. That's the problem. It is broken. Right? A lot of good AIPs, like uh, King Blackboard said, too, we have money in the treasury that's not being spent. Even if it fails, we need to experiment. We need to learn. And the only way we're going to do that is to be able to have 
honestly, a, a council member, at least in this case, I think I'm the only one with the professional experience that's ready to do this. Tackle it full time. I've got the capacity. I'm in the right frame of mind. I'm in the right position in my career to be able to communicate and push back with our legal teams and work with them, right? And not just accept their opinion. I think that's what's going to be required for us to evolve our entire DAO and our entire processes in Machi to go uh, improve our systems, to look like an elite DAO, to mimic these other DAOs in the best way we can. You know, I've done the outreach. I've been reaching out to other uh, mature DAO uh, council members to get their take on what we could do because we don't need to reinvent the wheel, right? We can learn from other DAOs. So I think that's the perspective. I just want to hit the point home, Machi. We're not, I'm, I'm not trying to keep status quo. Like I'm here to push that forward. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Like we're a DAO, we're in Web3, we got to move fast, we got to do something different. But to do that comfortably, it's because I have the experience to understand where we could take risks and where we can get the buy-in from the key stakeholders that are not just going to go veto every proposal that we do that might seem to some people a little bit more aggressive. But if you're experienced, it might not just be, right? So that's what we're going to bring to the special counsel uh, in this next cycle, if I get the opportunity. So thank you. Thank you, uh, Bodebji. The gentleman, your hands raised. So I think Machi is right. I think we need a complete revamp of pretty much everything. And I would love to use NounsDAO as, as the North Star because I think it's amazing, though they are running into problems. But I think there are two differences. The first is that Nouns only has around 300 unique members to it versus ApeCoin, which has tens of thousands. And then second is that NounsDAO only has, you know, call it 40 or $50 million liquid in the treasury, and we have closer to $600 million. So, you know, I, I think part of being on the council is also asking the community what they think. Machi, I would love to actually flip the question back to you. Like, what are your views on decentralization, the actual timeline around it? Like, are you in favor of tomorrow? decentralized literally everything on-chain voting only you know leverage uh, a fork of compound which i think nouns dow does or working towards decentralization over time okay so first doesn't matter if you have 40 million or a billion dollars we're not spending any of it so we're not going to get through 40 million we're not getting through that billion like kbb said we haven't given anything out i mean very little money has been going out um uh, and, and again, that's because I think the system's broken. Look, AP123, we said we're going to build a marketplace. It's And we're going to do events. We're going to do merch. Those AP123 of our original starting point of this DAO said that we could receive money back. A few months into it, we're hearing things like, oh, the, the DAO's not allowed to receive funds. And has anything in the nine months been done that we could accept funds back? That's another challenge that you guys are going to face. Can you take money back? Can we do profitable grants not uh, kbb is like willing to give money away for free not me i don't want to be like that hey what are you going to do for our fucking DAO? only project that didn't pass went to got the proposal x xyz marketplace it lost but it didn't matter it lost it continued to do it anyways every trade that happens it burns a coin actually bringing value to our DAO. i heard some people say oh burning a coin doesn't bring value look at bnb's price look at ethereum ethereum is burning every time you do a transaction it burns a little ethereum how's that not not part of web three or a, a, a form of an economic uh, trigger or that you guys call it sinks or whatever for ape coin it is and that's what we should expect from a lot of these proposals but of course there's some proposals where we're doing charity we're kind of do some kind of public funding some kind of public good where we don't expect a return or we're, our return is that we've done something good for the moving web three forward that's fine but we need <laughs> 
we definitely need sinks too. And we don't want just money to keep going out. Then we won't have any left in the Dow. We want to bring stuff back. How are we going to get, how are we going to bring it in? If everybody is, again, Board AG made a good point. He'll push back on legal and legal goes, oh, you guys can't accept anything back to the Dow. No, you got to tell the lawyers, hey, figure out how we're going to get the value back in the Dow. Then the lawyers might go, hey, well, don't tell them that we told them, but they need to understand uh, underlying standing. When you come for a grant, when you want to come for a vote, the community members can demand it. We can demand people that come for the proposals in the discourse. We can say, hey, if you don't burn eight coin co- tokens or somehow send those tokens back to the, the uh, Dow address without us asking you to do it, then it probably won't pass because most of us ApeCoin Dow members aren't going to vote for you. So something has to change. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, like I know you and I have our conflicts sometimes, but like I think we're actually more in agreement than anyone might think. Like this isn't a charity, right? Uh, if we're giving money out, we need to expect some sort of ROI or none of this is sustainable. If the only revenue is token unlocks and then we don't actually have token sinks and nothing's appreciating the price, then we're literally just losing money and then eventually we won't have any left. So I think we need to find some legal workaround or, or decentralize uh, maybe at a faster pace. But we also need to be realistic, right? Like no one votes on these proposals. They receive two or three million votes. The last thing we want is for a proposal to go out totally on chain. Only two people or, you know, two million people or votes show up. And then suddenly we're allocating $10 million to something we shouldn't be. So listen, like, I think we just need to fix the, the base level infrastructure and get to a place where everything that you said, Machi, can can be realized, but 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 there's there's ways to mitigate against that risk, and you even mentioned it one before too, Decentraland. Like we could have a veto button in, in the beginning, right? Like there's ways that we can or quorum, push, yeah, or quorum, yeah. There's ways that we could de- still decentralize and push the boundaries, but put the risk mitigators in place. So I think that's where we can still find a happy medium to meet everybody's goals. Well, it's still important, and and I know this isn't going to be popular, and I know that, you know, uh, a couple of our fates lie in a couple whales' hands, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyways because, you know, I ain't scared. Um, We still have to consider, you know, regulations. I mean, we just do. Um, If we're taking in revenue the wrong way and we set ourselves up to be set up as a security and we don't know how those regulations are going to be next year, that might not be the wisest. Maybe we want to be a security. Maybe that's what we want to do. I do believe that there are ways for us to take in revenue that don't necessarily just, you know, take it directly into the foundation. Uh, for instance, there are, uh, we, we have, we already have people like Feld that are thinking very outside of the box where, you know, taking some money and creating your own sustainable project, um, you know, you're, you use the, uh, the ape coin that you're given to create a more sustainable, uh, um, your own sustainable project. So you don't have to keep coming back for money. We could do something similar where since we're planning on paying people in the DAO, uh, in the foundation, uh, we could definitely figure out ways, like almost like a layer two, where uh, we can fund projects that end up coming back around and funding not the foundation, but um, but contribute and fund these these other operations that are underneath the foundation, so to speak, like you know paying people from subsets. Uh, as opposed to directly from the foundation. So there are creative ways to get around it. I just don't want people to jump in and think that, hey, we need to, um, we just need the foundation to start taking in money because that's that's going to get a lot of pushback. And you guys can pretend that it won't all day long. But the fact is, if the foundation is directly accepting funds, it's going to be labeled as a security. Push back on me and tell me I'm lying. 
think it's a very it, it it does depend on a lot of things. So I, I'm not I don't want to agree or disagree with you, Jerry, because I think you raise an important point. Um, and uh, and you know I'm not the per- right person to tell you if you're right or wrong here. Uh, but I do think that you raise something that you know most DAOs will are going through and will have to go through is most of the space actually. So this was a good question, uh, Masha. It was a good question, good follow up, and, and I'm glad we got some people here. Did you want to ask one more here or? Taking it back in, uh, funds back into the DAO, right? Uh, It's being done by uh, a lot of other DAOs. Uh, Compound DAO is taking back fees, right? They're not distributing it to the token holders and whatnot. Um, They are actually, you know, U.S.-based entity or whatever. They they were started in the Bay Area and the the founder is a U.S. citizen and whatnot. Um, But Compound is taking their fees, the protocol is growing. A lot of these uh, protocols do take in fees and have not been deemed a security yet. Maybe it's because they haven't split a dividend or whatnot. But uh, you see their treasury growing, and it, it looks like a good thing to me. Um, I don't know. Like again, then then we have to have we have to go to court and be judged as something to find out if we are a security. Otherwise, it's all like an opinion. For what is worth, DAOs can make have income. It's just about the way you distribute your income. Like you can't go and say, "Oh, you will get a." Dis- uh, uh, you can't say, "Oh, if you own Ape or if you're part of the Ape Coin DAO or if you're part of you, whatever, you're gonna get like income distributed to you." That's where things become uh, not kosher. But DAOs can like have uh, recurring streams of income, uh, and I'm speaking from experience because our 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 stuff. I mean, Nanda literally sells like uh, 40 ETH NFT every single yeah, day every day. The treasury. So, yeah, you can't. You like yes. I mean, we've had royalties go back to the DAO since since launch, so it's technically directly a you know revenue stream coming Do into the DAO. Do you think that that's a security? No, no, you can't. So a DAO can actually have streams of income. You just, I can't say, hey, if you hold this NFT. Wait, no, the currency that, I'm sorry, hang on real quick. The currency that Nouns DAO issues is called what? No, they sell. They no, they sell, sell the NFT. Nouns. I understand one, that. My, I'm asking a question. Does Nouns have a currency? No. Okay. Com- Compound DAO does have a currency. It's a comp token, right? And uh, it's a governance token. And, and like ours, our Acoin DAO is a governance token. It's not a security. It's not a utility token. Uh, it's a utility token, maybe, once uh, other side's up and running. And actually, it, it, it could be a considered a utility token right now because it has been accepted for merch, right? Um, so, I mean, again, where I'm and, at and is, I, I think just the, the, this, this revenue thing, I, I think we will solve that at some point, right? But, you know, we still have $500 million. This bigger issue now is, like, getting this in the hands of our community and our builders, right? Because we're we need to get to a point where those companies that we fund can bring in material revenue back to the DAO, right? Otherwise, if we return a couple million dollars a year, like that does nothing to move the needle, right? So what we need to do is really fix our processes to get more of these, this ecosystem fund out to build out the ecosystem. So I think by then, you know, if we have potentially tens of millions coming into the DAO, you know, we will pay Fenwick to go solve this problem <laughs> for us at that point, right? But when it's just like at this point, we, we just we just need to get the money out to our community and like build this ape ecosystem. And there will come a time, I think, when we can solve this revenue issue and throw a lot, real material money at the problem. I, I love that. I, I mean, I will agree with Machi on one point. Um, and, and we do need sinks. And I think we need like a, a marketplace, for instance, like a, a, a true marketplace that's built for us like the way that we search for things i don't know why we don't already have the best marketplace this needs to be one of the very first things that we tackle and i believe like machi said something very important um 
We need to be spending more, but we need to be burning. I mean, I want, I, I honestly, I know this is, this might not be popular with everybody. I want to burn ApeCoin. Okay. Like, you know, if, if we have a marketplace and there are rewards, uh, there need to be burning, you know, it needs to be burning. And, and I believe that we need to reduce it, uh, reduce the supply. That'll, that'll help just as much as, uh, as rewarding people in my opinion. Definitely a lot of, lot of work to be done there. I do want to be mindful of everyone's times because, uh, we did go uh, 40 minutes over, but I really appreciate that everybody, uh, uh, everybody uh, came up uh, and, uh, and and answered. I want to ask one more question to to all four of you: Vera, Bordy G, Decentraland, and, and Jerry. Here, I'll start with Vera. I'll start with the order I have on my screen here. So, Vera, you first. Is you know one last closing statement. Let's make try and keep him on there. You know, a minute or two for everyone. But like, you know, what is your closing statement after this? You know, this conversation we just had on this morning, and, and why should people vote for you? I really, really, really appreciate that, um, you know, providing this stage for us. And my my close statement is I hope everyone who's voting treated as, you know, treat yourself self as investor and you're you're investing this person. You're voting for this person to believe what, what they're doing. And um, and and why why me? Right. Why me? And I'm here to bridging bridging the cultures. I'm here to to achieve the Dow 2.0 for all of us and then providing the values for the ApeCoin um, and for the community, from the community. And um, thank you. Love that. Board Ape G. I think I'm going to go back to what I brought up earlier in the show, right? That just think about the last trailers, right? If you're an ApeCoin holder, it should matter to you that we didn't see any ApeCoin, any reference of ApeCoin in these activations that we think are going to be ApeCoin related for Yuga Labs. Because it's evident that we need to scale ApeCoin DAO to keep up with Yuga Labs. Otherwise, that really is going to hold back Ape's potential. And I think we need to ensure that there's somebody on the special council who has the professional experience and skill set to get this thing operationalized as soon as possible. And, you know, and voting for me is, is, is essentially you're not really voting for me. You're voting to prioritize this operational issues that we're going to address for our DAO, right? There's only a couple, you know, two day, a day left or so. So consider voting. And I think one last point is every vote is going to count. So I encourage you to please go vote, do your research. So you can look back in 10 years from now, this is the first vote and you had a hand in um, setting the direction for the DAO. So thanks everybody for your consideration. This, this is true. And it's on chain. It, you're voting on chain. So forever is your, you know, Board Ape, you got Ape Coin ecosystem goes, you know, goes wherever you're going to be able to say you you participate in this vote. So voting is important if you really care about an ecosystem for sure, uh, for sure, for sure. And we like to that's that's one of the things where we really want to make sure we empower this today. Jerry, you're up next on my screen here. Hey, so uh, why vote for me? Well, I have the um, I have the track record. I mean, my record speaks for itself. I've been here for the community since I joined. Um, if you want to know what's going on in the DAO, vote for me because that's what I do. I'm going to let you know. I, I think the number one concern that I kept hearing everybody talk about and we kind of like want to discount because everybody's heard it so much is communication. Well, I'm the only one that's been communicating with people and trying to make people aware of actually what's going on before this job was even a, a thought. That's what I do. So that's going, going out hot, Jerry, over here. And last but not least, we have Dijen Plan. Yeah, listen, we need operators and we need sharks. Uh, we've more or less been set back nine months because the council hasn't done anything. Uh, I'm not only going to put the work in, I'm, I'm going to put in efficient work and make the best use of my time, putting as many hours as necessary. Um, guys, even though uh, 
voting isn't actually on chain, it's IPFS, go do your part. Uh, I, I think there's way too much at risk right now not to vote. Definitely go do your part. And so just a reminder on Snapshot, looks like uh, it ends 9, p- yeah, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, tomorrow on, on, on Wednesday, um, December 28th. I know a lot of people are, are, are left to vote. So hopefully the, the spaces that we hosted today managed to help some people either get their voices heard or, or their questions asked. Uh, and whatnot. I'm, I'm sure the four candidates up here are going to be pretty active on Twitter in the next 24 hours. So definitely do feel free to, you know, write back to them uh, and then uh, and give give us your thoughts. Mando, I think I think we did OK for our first election special <laughs> on radio. <laughs> I know I we, we, need a, we need our own AIP, right? We should be funded we, for this stuff. Yo, dead ass. I mean, this could help. I mean, larger, you know, voices, part of the part of the. To It'll help be approved in five there. months. So we uh, just need ten you know, million dollars. Right? We election. just need ten million dollars. I mean, we we got Machi up here. So within Machi, you guys, you know, we're going to pass that thing for sure. Uh, no, but, but I think it's important, and I'm really happy that you all make time uh, made time to come today. I know it's the holiday period still, regardless, but this does come right now. So I really appreciate all four of you, Vera, Bordy, G, Jerry, and Dejendalan, for coming up here uh, today. And I think it was um, you guys were all very thoughtful, mindful, respectful of everyone and their times and everything. So really appreciate you all. To the few people that came up here, it was Josh, KB, Machi, and everyone who were up here. And big shout out, of course, to uh, to to Mando and and, and OSF uh, as usual. Just one last thing because uh, Jerry did bring up some good points earlier. In case of an investigation by any federal entity or similar, I do not have any involvement with this group or with the people in it. I do not know how I'm here. Probably added by a third party. I do not support any members by hey, any actions I, of this group. I, I don't know how I uh, how I ended up over here. Of course. How did I, we all get here? How did it, we all get here? It, it, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, we but we did. You know, this did happen, and it was recorded, so you're going to be able to hear back. By the way, if you want to refer back to this, to, to all the people that were the candidates, we upload these by end of day on Spotify, Apple, and everything. And it'll be everywhere for people to listen to the replay if you want. And with that. With that, with that, good luck to everyone. Um, can't wait for y'all for tomorrow. Big congrats ahead to three of the five people that will be elected. I really hope that you know all the stuff that I said here uh, will be put to uh, good use and good work because definitely important for DAOs to do good in this space. I think it's good for the entire space to have at least a DAO that pushes forward, and we want more than one, right? So shout out to everybody trying to put this forward and, and, and push. It's very important. And with that, we'll see y'all tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Gem Web 3 on Rug Radio. Let's Go. And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day, good morning to Web3 with Morocco, Sepp, and Mando. Tune in live at 10.30 and it's all on Rug Radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Rock Radio.